everyone. It's like Christmas Eve here. It is the first annual NFL Draft Prop Special. It's your boys that jumped the shark. We're so pumped tonight. Uh, your host, Brian Hollywood Hagen. We got the Woodman, Dave Woody, as always. What's up, brother? What's up, Brian? Oh, but that, that's not where it stops. That's not where it stops. We got a couple special guests. We're talking people that know their shit when it comes to the pigskin and the draft and where they're coming. Like, we, we, these people know what they're talking about when it comes to, like, the, like what, yo, where'd Javid Best go to college? What do you think? Well, Clearly no Cal. Clearly Cal. I, I know a couple guys who know. We got uh, Muscles Marinara. Russell, what's going on, brother? What's going on, buddy? Javid Best went to California. Just so Damn you know. Skippy. Damn Skippy, he did. Uh, another man who who knew that, uh, well, as of 10 minutes ago, just like we all did. Uh, <laughs> Luke, what's going on, dude? Doing well. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Here to play a little NFL draft game with you. So happy to have you here. Um, this is going to be really fun. Uh, we're doing our first annual NFL draft prop special. As always, though, well, let's make everybody just sit back, be at home a little bit. Let's talk about what we're drinking, as we always do as we start off here. Uh, you know, guests in in our house right now, Woodman, the guests can go first. Luke, what do you got there, buddy? I'm drinking a Belgian triple called Le Fin du Mont, the end oh. of the world. Like, uh, And it's uh, quite good. I've got a nice little froth, got a frosted mug. I would recommend oh. it to all you gentlemen. So, uh, yeah, no, excellent stuff. Um, and it's out of a brewery, uh, the Unibruck Brewery. So Never heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Le is one of my all-time favorite beers, Luke. One of my all-time favorites. Look at that. Look at that. Giddy up. It's so, incredible. Isn't it? It's like uh it's very like refreshing, isn't it? So refreshing. It's a beautiful thing. You sound refreshed. Russell, what do you got going on, buddy? Uh I'm I'm drinking more of a cough syrupy type thing. I've got a uh barrel-aged imperial stout from Tired Hands called I-O-U-N-N-O-3. I'm not sure what it stands for, That's but a hell of an is. acronym delicious it it's is the so, third version of it so good tired hands brewery and ardmore pa badass awesome. they are oh, i've had plenty from there thanks to you and your recommendations russell i'm sure they wouldn't necessarily appreciate you calling it cough syrup but nevertheless tastes better than that right i just meant it's thicker and more uh you know more of a sipper than than luke's luke's you could probably pound down if you wanted to well, no one likes pounding down a thicker sipper better than Dave Woody. What do you got, buddy? What? I'm just about, I'm about to post mine to our Twitter. I've got um, this is from Vault Brewing Company, which is in Yardley, Pennsylvania, which is in Bucks County, like very nearby here. Uh, if people aren't from the area, it's like quite close to Philly, uh, Yardley, and um, it's a uh, it's a hazy double IPA called Of Hops and Clouds, mm. and it's delicious. It's really good. I've never tried it before. It's awesome. Well, I'm on my way to a nice load as well. I'm drinking resin by Six Point Brewery. They're out of Brooklyn. Um, bad ass. This thing is like a nine point nine point one. To be honest with you, it is uh, a delicious, wow. a, a delicious IPA. So good. But uh, yeah, those are four delicious beers. Now, I didn't want to. I don't know if you guys want to shout out anything, Luke. I know you also do a pod. Is that correct? I do. If you guys go looking at the All About Reality Pod, it's a fantasy football podcast that focuses on a format where you get to conform your team to the actual NFL salary cap, and it's a really well done thing out of Reality Sports Online. So if you're if you, for your listeners that are into such a thing, it's a blast to play, and the pod is a lot of fun with my buddy uh, Matt Goodwin out there on the West Coast. That's awesome. So uh, do you guys have like a Twitter handle you want to throw out there or yourself or anything? Yeah, yeah. At Fantasy Doc Ock is what you're looking for. Uh, D-O-C-O-C, Fantasy Doc Ock. 
badass. That sounds really interesting, by the way. I, I, I'm, I'm getting on board with that ASAP. And I suggest, if you're listening to my, what, what's the what's the bassy voice called? It's not falsetto, is it? No, it's the opposite. Yeah, the opposite. Oh. Like well, if you want to listen to that shit, then there you go. <laughs> okay, Mickey Mouse, everybody, is our fifth guest. All right. Um, Let's I would change just, the subject. I, I would just say to the fans, like if you if you play Dynasty or or even just in a keeper league, you definitely want to check out Luke's podcast because um he has he's he himself is quite good and uh uh his guests are like top notch. He has he's had incredible guests. Almost every single one of them is awesome. Oh, um, good for you! Uh, all the way from people that you guys know, if you are into like if you're like casual fan of like fantasy like he's had matthew barry on or um if you're more you know it's like the dynasty stuff like he's had um like matt waldman and people like that so just really good really really good guests that uh and luke is a, a good interviewer so it brings a lot out of him that's excellent well we wish you uh future you know the best in the future with that and it sounds like you guys are already doing great stuff and i will be looking forward to tuning in that is for sure uh, wanted to thank both of you guys for jumping on with us. Really appreciate you. Uh, just to give a little bit of an idea of what we're going to be getting into here. For those that might listen to the show and aren't necessarily the, the biggest gamblers in the world, to be like, well, okay, so what's a prop? Woodman, what would you, how would you define what a prop is? Oh, I think it's, I, I always assumed it's short for the word propositional. So meaning that what you're doing is you're betting on the proposition that a discrete event that's described in the, the event the, the bet's title will occur or won't. I love it. So let me go ahead and say it for the other people that didn't understand what he said. <laughs> it's, it, will this guy get this many yards? Yes or no. Will this guy be drafted here? Yes or no. That, this is the way, no, I love the way you did it. It's amazing. Cause that's why I love you so much. Cause you, the way you, I can, like I've said it before, this is why I wanted to do this pod with you. I can hear you talk about anything. Like look at that anthill. Give me, give me a couple minutes on it and you would, and I would be thoroughly entertained. <laughs> beautiful thing but a propositional bet if you will you know we're just going to kind of give you a reason to if you love the draft as much as we do in general maybe add a little bit more value if you don't necessarily love the draft in general but want to now everybody's getting used to betting on everything it's being regulated everywhere and you want to go ahead and put some dough on it and find some way to have fun this is a way to do it as well will jamar chase go over under six and a half you know this is what we're talking about here. just to just to close that loop um, so what we're saying in this particular case is we're saying the prop bets that we're going to talk about tonight are um, that the player is going to have to go in the the, the pick that you're betting on. Or, right. And if they don't, you're going to lose the bet, right? That's It that's could be. An, it, well, you've, if you listen to the show, you understand what over-unders are by now. It could be an over-under bet. That's true. It could true. be an exact pick. Will he be the fifth? It could be a team-related thing. Will the Falcons select this guy? So pro- these props those are, are all props, though. Just to, to clarify the terminology, wide, yeah. those are all props. Yep. And you're betting on the proposition array. that this X thing is going to happen or not happen. Sure. And and you, the, the value base to a name can be flipped. It's not necessarily, will Jamar Chase go over under the sixth pick? It could also be how many wide receivers are going to be drafted in the first round and stuff like that. So there's a, a lot to be had. If you guys are interested, check it out. Um, and that's what we're kind of here to help for. We're going to. We're going to kind of do like a, a pseudo mock draft during the show as well. And everybody loves mock drafts. Um, you know, one thing that started, Luke came on here and, you know, little inside baseball here. First time I'm, I'm, I met this guy and he shows up with the Minnesota Vikings jersey on. And 
And and the Woodman goes, you know what? You got to root for the Vikings, right? They haven't had a Super Bowl. And it just clicked in my head. I was like, let me look up a list of teams who haven't won a Super Bowl. And I want you guys to tell me, out of all these teams I'm going to mention right now, and Luke, obviously, we know who you're rooting for. But who would be the team you would root most for to win a Super Bowl? Ready? These are the teams that have yet to win a Super Bowl. Minnesota Vikings, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, Carolina Panthers, Atlanta Falcons, L.A. Chargers, Tennessee Titans, Arizona Cardinals, Cleveland Browns, Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, and, of course, the Jags. Out of those, Woody, who would you root for the most? I think, find would, I think it would be the Vikings, actually. I mean, they, they kind of remind me the most of the Eagles, just in terms of the kind of um, the, 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 the fact they've got there a number of times or gotten really close a lot of times in pretty much every decade, but they never won it. That was the Eagles forever, you know? Sure. And um, and they remind yeah, me of that, relate. and then and then also like uh, that they've because there's not too many other ones who've been around as long. I mean, you did say the Bengals, Browns, and Lions; they've been around, but like a lot of the other ones you said were newer. You sure. know what I mean? So it's got to be one of the older ones. I I'm sure like. Luke can relate to what you were saying right there. I can. They are one of the winningest <laughs> franchises uh, yeah. to have never right. Like they're, they're consistently good or decent, and. There was a great 538 article that I would recommend to all of you guys called The Vikings Are Doomed Dressed Up Like Hope. And it talked about how they specifically were let down by the team strength in each of those instances that they got close. Like a, a kicker that had never missed a kick in the playoffs. Oh, Gary Anderson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like it was just crazy. But, but I would say that I have a lot of uh, empathy for the, the Bills fandom too at this point. I, I yeah. We were little kids when the Bills kept losing like four times in a row, right? Four and times that, in a row. Unbelievable. Which is like unbelievable. It's staggering. Now, now that we all know how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl, much less get back to it. Like right. uh, it is staggering, right? And and yeah, Absolutely. Like, just watching <laughs> yeah. those games. So yeah, I still, I, and it seems like they're closer than any of the other teams that you named, right? Like if you had to. Yeah, right now, actively. Teams, yeah, I would think yeah, so. Yeah. Russell, what do you think, bud? Uh, I think if I had to choose one, I would probably choose uh, Carolina. They're a newer newer team, but I have cousins down in the Carolinas, there and they, they're Panthers fans. They travel to games and 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 whatnot. But I mean, I think like you know, if it wasn't them, my heart would want the yeah. I kind of want to see the the Browns get one eventually. Wow, yeah, everyone else. Browns. I mean, the Browns have been. The Browns seem like they turned it around finally. I mean, they finally got the right quarterback. Dude, if the Browns won a Super Bowl. Get in your bunkers because that's the end of the world. Like it's just. I mean, it would be doom. But nevertheless, I will say for my my sake, I. I what what it's kind of what Luke was saying about that too, and and Woodman, you put on it. Uh, initially, my my thought was the Bills because I. We're, we're we're Eagles fans here, Woodman, Wood, uh, Russ, and myself, and and obviously Luke being a Vikings fan. Like these are rabid fan bases, yeah. crazy fucking nuts. Just love their team. You know the word passionate always comes up, and it's it's viable. It's totally true. And I would root for one of them to get you know that feeling that we had in 2017 or January 2018 where you finally got one. Also, Russ, you put a personal spin on it. I had a buddy of mine that I I lived with when I lived in Vegas. One of my roommates, Thrill Hill, if you're listening, what's up, brother? Uh, buff, big Buffalo Bills fan. So ended up kind of rooting for them in proxy. But if I must say, I don't know if he's still going to be on the team, but as long as he is, two words, Larry Fitzgerald. I, I would I would pay I would actually pay money for him to get a championship. I mean, I know the dude makes uh, he was, he's by far probably my favorite football player that is not a Philadelphia Eagle in the history of football. Love that man. OK, so that was a little sidebar, but nevertheless. 
Wait, but let me start off with a, what's that? Doesn't Arizona have a championship? No, they they lost to the Steelers. They lost. That's right. In 09. because of uh, because of what's his name's return before the halftime. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for that, then then who, who caught that ball? Was it Moss in, in the end zone with forty some seconds? No, wasn't left? it Burris? Was it not Burris? No, it was Santana. Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes. That's what it was. Russ. Yes. I'm thinking. I was thinking Santana Moss. Yeah, that toe tap. Yeah. What a, a beautiful throw. Really was a nice catch. catch. Oh, yeah. excellent. It was an amazing play. So it was that Harrison play. It's insane. What a Incredible. truck going down the sideline. He's ridiculous. But let's be honest. Fuck Pittsburgh. So um, I want to start off with a statement when it comes to the NFL draft. And when it comes to like mocks and all that, we said we're going to do one too. Why not? It's fun. But no one knows what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to a mock, right, Russ? No, no, it's a real crapshoot. And I think that, you know, this year is going to show kind of where things are all over the place. Because, I mean, you can say uh, what teams need, what positions, and, uh, you know, but this year with, with COVID and with teams having limited games and there's no combine, I mean, there's a lot of different factors that are going to combine into the draft kind of being either very safe for all these teams or it's just going to be, you know, you know, complete anarchy. Now, it'll be amazing to see how we do on some of our mocks. Uh, we, I think we, we foreshadowed this last week. The Woodman, just like you heard his, his, his beautiful vernacular earlier, is kind of going to sit back and just jump in and do his thing, right, Woody? Yeah, I do, I, I do have like a meta kind of point, if I could do that off the top and then kind of, of get it out, out of the way. Um, because so this is what I mean by do his thing. Let people get to the actual meat of the conversation. But just before we do, like, um, I was thinking about what I could add to this discussion, if 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 anything, really. And the only thing I can add maybe is like some perspective. Don't sell yourself short. You got a lot to add. I know it. So, like, b- betting on sports or betting, you know, in the in in cards, um, is a thing that I love and talk about a lot. And and it's 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 you're betting on a, a single outcome of an event that is unknown. But you're still you have you but you have some information, which is to say, if I'm bet if I'm sitting there with a poker hand, I know I could calculate what the odds are of 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 me getting the cards that I need to have the hand that I think is the winning hand, right? And of course, I could be wrong that it's the winning hand because the other guy could have the some other thing that I'm not even thinking of, or he could have some, right? That, but I'm still betting on the the chance of an event happening that i don't know but i'm trying to guess the odds and it's the same thing with sports betting right we bet on the nhl or baseball or football because i'm trying to say okay i think they can win by more than three points or whatever okay this is a little different so this is i don't there's like a term for it i don't remember what it is something called like second order effects or something like that but basically like not to be confused with the Dave Woody effect. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Dave Woody effect. But essentially, you guys are going to bet tonight on a, th- a thing happening that is also contingent on – that is first contingent on another thing happening. In other words, right, I'm not saying that guy's going to run for 70 yards. I'm, I'm saying um, the, it's like the coach could start any one of these four running backs – and I'm placing a bet that one of them is going to – that this one, that running back C, we'll is going to run for 70 yards, right? In yeah, other words, right. like like you're doing like – like it's like a meta – it's like a 
you're you're betting on a thing that's like once removed from what we normally do. And I just wanted to make that point and just applaud you guys for doing. I know all three of you did a lot of prep for this, and I just wanted to say like, it's badass. I am really, frankly, was intim- too intimidated to do the work because it just seems like it's so hard. I mean, maybe this is a little bit what Russ was saying, but like, it's just so hard to guess what these people are going to do, especially the newer GMs and the newer coaches, right? You just don't know where their head is at with the stuff. But yeah, that's, absolutely. That's all I have to say. No, it's it, it is a mind game, and that's what I'm saying about like the mocks being that no one knows what they're talking about. I'm not saying that for you know that these guys don't have an idea. You know, they're they're in in the trenches getting you know the, their their uh, their sources and this, and they're all legit. But I'm saying I was more making that of an illustration of like these are the guys that are in the know. They do this professionally. They make six, seven figures a year doing shit like this, and they still don't get it right. Like for instance, last year Todd McShay, guy from ESPN, Mel Kiper, ESPN, Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network, all of them together, not not combined, each individually had six picks correct out of thirty-two that actually happened in, no. in the first round. So first round, so they all went six, six of thirty-two, right? So after all they do, all their know in the league, all their sources, this is what they come up with. And that's fine. Like, that's great. Um, the first two picks last year were, were home runs. It was Burrow and, and, and Young. Everyone knew Chase Young. Joe, Joe Burrow were going uh, one and two. And that was set in stone. Similar to this year, by the way. Um, and I would say that those two guys showed you in the NFL what they can do. And it, those were good picks. Those were the right picks. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Chase Young, hell yeah. But Joe Burrow, I mean, he did show a little bit of his prowess before. I thought he showed that he was good until he got hurt. Big time. Okay. Well, well, well I, to me, that's I, I guess, jury's still out. Yeah, I guess I guess I believe personally that Herbert and, and Tua are both going to be better than him in the long run. But right. he definitely showed out good. He, he oh, was, me he and you were two offense. Yeah, me and you. Oh, he maybe looked, we'll he looked talk poised about him and good, and he had the arm you know, strength. I mean, he was good, dude. He was pretty yeah. good, right? Maybe we'll talk about Tua a little later. We'll see. I'm but, proud um, of both of you for mentioning Tua. Actually, he's one of the people that I've been putting people on in fantasy this year. I think he it's an extraordinary uh, oversight for people to to write him off just because he wasn't Justin Herbert last year. As a possible Tua keeper owner, I love to hear that from you. Awesome. Um, you know what great. my comp was for him, uh, Brian. Remember what I said? I to, your your comp for Tua, Russ. You remember what I said? Mm-hmm. What I say? Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yep. He's left. See, I'm just here to do the show. I'm not going to listen. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. I, I remember being like, kind of like that was the first time that I had heard anyone kind of not like give, you know, give like a a decent comp to Tua. The hell of a comp. Uh, you know, and then, I mean, and, you know, and then you hear stuff like there are some people that, you know, think that maybe Miami will take a quarterback at six. I don't think they will, but no way in hell, dude. you know, but it's like you spent all that capital until last year and you know, what are you going to do? Give up on, on one year? Go, go. Anybody doubts to a, go on YouTube and rewatch, watch the highlights from the Arizona game where he outdueled Kyler Murray and was frankly better than him. Yeah, I think the I think Russell Wilson's name might come up. Another foreshadowing as Ooh. of this uh, show is is considered. But uh, I mean, so as I mentioned, we're going to be doing like our our mock picks as we go. And I don't know if you guys put it in there. Like, will the will the draft be trade heavy? Because some people include trades in their mocks, which to me kind of compounds the difficulty like like it's already hard enough to just guess based on where the teams are and what they like why would you try and add 
trades involved to actually make it even harder because who can actually but we'll see if you guys did that i don't know if you did or not and i apologize if you did but luke do you think that this this year's draft would maybe possibly have the uh i don't know the, the could it be trade heavy do you think there might be some active amounts of trades going on yeah brian it's good that you asked that and i think to woody's meta point i do think so and i think the the thing that perhaps, and I don't know if Russ could speak to this too, but the thing that I that I bring to the table when I speculate about props in the NFL draft is we do have the track record of certain GMs to work off of, but we don't have much. Right. But we also know uh, human nature a little bit. And this year, the most valuable commodity in the sport has a historically good class of quarterbacks coming into the first round, and they're valued wildly differently based mm-hmm. on what we've seen leading up to the draft. And I think that leads to a lot more volatility than would otherwise be present. And because that drives the volatility of the other positions, it also happens to have really good cornerbacks and really good offensive tackles. And if I was starting an NFL franchise, those are the positions that I'm most interested in drafting. Absolutely. Right? And, so, and a wideout, too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know. yeah. I'm not even speaking about the most fun positions to talk about, which are right. the offensive ones, the, the skill position players, right? right? So, um, so yes, I think there will be volatility. And I think That's a we great will point. See, uh, yeah. And, the, and these GMs are bored, too, right? Like all of us. They've been... Right. They haven't... They've had a lot of time on their hands to think in a, in a way they wouldn't have in the past. For sure. Uh, just piggybacking off of that, one more point is that I forgot I was going to say, too, is uh, is that because it's a second-order effect, the, the the thing that we're betting, the, the, the other piece to this is that the... Okay, so normally in gambling, the um, the the bookmaker, whether so it's a casino, if I'm in a casino, or if it's it's DraftKings or it's Fandle or it's a bookie or whoever it is, the bookmaker prices in the uncertainty surrounding the bet. So the it's not just saying how unlikely something is, but if there's just a tremendous amount of uncertainty about a thing. Then they give you longer odds. They give you, right. they give you, pay you more, right? If you hit. And um, I think in this case, you guys have some really cool finds. I know you've all kind of hinted to me what you're going to bring up, but like, I hope people are excited for this because we're about to get into it. And like, this is going to be really fun because you're going to get a lot of juice from some of these picks because there sure. is so much uncertainty. Sure. Um... We can even call it beta game theory. What do you think about that, Dave? Whoa. <laughs> I love it. Mind blown. Well, we're all looking to make some uh, make some money. So I think that if there are, like, honestly, Luke, to what you said, I think if there are trades to be made during this first round and um, if they're active and such, I actually think that that would make some of these odds open to be taken advantage of. Like, for, for example, like, um, say, like the Patriots, they trade up into the top top 10 for a quarterback, then I think that other prospects would fall. So, like, if you think that the the Patriots are really antsy to get a QB, then maybe, you know, a top 10 over-under for, I don't know, Jalen Waddell, you would push him back. You know, it might give you a better idea where some of these guys will fall. But um, you, you, the one thing is you just can't anticipate it. I remember last year, uh, uh, Russ, you probably remember this too, Jeff Ukoda was the – the best cornerback coming out of Ohio State last year. Best cornerback. Uh, the Lions are sitting there at three. They're going to take them if they can't trade out. 
And for all intents and purposes, they did try and try and try and try and didn't. And everybody in their mocks, like I would honestly say 75% of mock drafts that I saw last year didn't have the Lions taking a pick at three. They ended up not being able to make a deal and they took Jeff Fukuda, you know? So like that could have an effect. If it, So to me, I'm not diving too deep into the trades when we go through our mocks. But Russ, what, do you think there's any team like that is very likely to actually make a trade? Um, I think if, if, uh, I think the hot spot, um, for trades is going to be pick seven, eight, nine, uh, Detroit Ooh, gave us a little Panthers. Little I like it. The Detroit Panthers and, uh, and then Denver the Broncos, because yeah. I mean, people, people have talked a lot about Atlanta's position and certainly, you know, depending on how the board falls, depending on who San Francisco picks, um, Atlanta could be a, you know, uh, uh, you know, a feeding frenzy for, you know, the teams that really want to get either, yeah, you know, sure. any, the, either the other two remaining quarterbacks. But to me, uh, the Panthers and uh, the Detroit pick, because Detroit is is kind of in a rebuilding mode. I mean, most mm-hmm. people think... It, uh, they don't have any that, picks, I don't believe. Uh, well, they got, they, picks, picks? they got a bunch of picks. They got a bunch of picks from uh, the Rams. Um, okay. Oh right, 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 right. Yep. yep, yep. Uh, but I mean, like, <laughs> they they're not going to. Jared Goff. They got Jared Goff, and you know, I mean, some some people think you know maybe they just settle back, trade back, and try to acquire more. And I just you know one I of the things it. that we were talking about with with the trades is I think that there's going to be if teams that are going to be aggressive and try to trade up for the player that they want. But are, honestly, a lot of the capital that's going to be happening, uh, that's going to be gained through this draft, is for next year. Because you're going Absolutely. to have a return to normalcy with college football. You'll, you know, the idea is that things will return to normal with the combine. You'll have everything back to normal, which you didn't have this year. And so there's a lot of variables this year, like I talked about before, that are that exist that will not exist. It'll be you know return to normal. You have your normal evaluation, uh, you know, total evaluation. However, you grade you know those prospects. Awesome. That's so, a really smart point. Yeah, dude. it is. That's, you're totally right. I, I'm totally on board with that. I love. I love that you just mapped that out. Um, any, so, any team... so, so Brian. So he's saying any team. Am I guys? Am I saying? Am I understanding any team that trades down is probably accepting the picks for next year? Probably. Well, sure. I mean, or or, or they're, they're trying to like honestly. When it comes to a team like the Lions, and and I'm just going to jump in, Luke. I was going to ask you as well a, a team that you thought, and we'll get to that in one second. Uh, I have a, a team that's never traded back ever under this particular general manager under Dave Gettleman and the Giants, I think they are the most likely to trade out of 11 this year um, for the same type of reason. Basically, Woody, not only would it be to build uh, prospects in the future, but also even in the current draft, like just because you think you might be dog shit this year doesn't necessarily mean you don't want to get extra prospects for this year so they can get seasoned to go into next year and the year after that. So if you could drop from an eight or a nine or where the giants are at an 11 and drop down to a 17, 22, whatever, and pick up two twos or, you know, a two and a one next year, then, you know, it's not just about throwing in the towel for this draft. It's about seasoning the people you get this year and realizing that you might not need that home run hitter pro bowler rookie year kind of guy, rookie of the year kind of guy right now where you know that you're not going to be making the playoffs for two or three years. But Luke, what do you, any team you like uh, making a trade? Yeah. I mean, I, I, 
like what you guys say about that little uh, window there of 789, but I'm a little more chalky. I do think it is almost impossible for Atlanta to get on the clock and and not at least consider wow. moving out of that spot. It just strikes mm-hmm. me as, yeah, it just strikes me. There's so many teams that are going to be coming up there and, uh, and, and willing to pay an overpay for that spot. Yeah, and, sure. And especially for the prospect that might be available there, but let's, let, let's, let's get into that then. What prospect could that be, Brian? Well, I don't know. Maybe we should start doing our, uh, our work here. And before I do that sponsor from Trogues, perpetual IPA down the hatch. It sounds delicious. I, it, oh, it is. It tastes even better, Bubba. Mm. Once again, Russell's at, at fifth, fifth Floor Felons on Twitter. I forgot to give him a little shout-out on, on, on his Twitter page there. My bad, brother. That's all um, right. He can just – he can if you follow me, you just see that I like this show and our, my other brother-in-law's shows. Yeah, so. yep. Former former guest co-host Joe, Joe O'Brien. What's up? At Glass Cannon Pod. Uh, love you guys so much. So, it's honestly a great show. It is a great show, and you should listen to all of them and, and support them. Patreon the whole night. Um, there's no doubt Lawrence, then Wilson. Raise your hand if you disagree. Okay. Rudy kind of already had his hand raised, but he's itching his head. So it, it's Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jags. Uh, Zach Wilson is going to the Jets. That's what's going to happen. They're both minus 10,000 right now, which means you want to win 100 bucks, get fucking 10 Gs out. And it, it's not even worth it. You want to win $1,000? I hope you have a Millsap because that's what you're going to need to do it. All right. So let's just roll that over into pick three, which. We know most likely, wink, wink, that the direction that they're heading, we just don't know who, okay? So we got the Niners at pick three, and we're going to officially start our mocks now. Um, I asked Russ and Luke to do mock. Woodman's going to chime in, as we mentioned. I, 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 that, the, the reason why I, I asked him to do 16 picks, the reason why that's the meat of the draft Sambo right there. After 16, 95% of the people don't have a good goddamn idea of who the guys are. Let's be honest. I mean, we do, but what do you don't <laughs> like, like most people don't. Well, in right? terms of, in terms of betting, you're saying like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to place too many bets beyond that. No, I mean, unless we might get to some of them, like if you want to de- dive deep in, into some other players later, for, like I have a couple fun. guys yeah. that I think will definitely be drafted in the first round, but they won't be top 16. Okay. They could so, be, but we'll so see. You, so you and, and Russ and Luke, if you guys want to make sure, try to remember, put a pin in that and remember it at the end. Like just met, just, Throw the names out there. You don't have to say much about. Oh, it. we'll definitely go over go over okay. shit like that. So yeah, we've everybody's got Lawrence. Everybody, everybody, Lawrence Wilson, one two. Of course, the, haven't the Jags even like said it? Yeah, the Jags have pretty much said it, and the um, Joe Douglas, the GM of, of the Jets, overly hinted that you know we're going to pick the guy that everybody thinks gonna, we're going to pick. So whatever. Pick number three. The Forty ers are on the clock. Ooh, ooh! Look at this. Is a high quality. You sure that's not copyright infringement? I I don't give a fuck. Bring it. Dude, if they're going to come at me with a copyright infringement, I'll get sued by the NFL Network Take it back to that seven-game parlay you won the other time. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Brian and Woody spare no expense for their their show here. This is Uber on the production side, my friend. I felt what? a little tingle when you did that. I'm not I, I'm I getting saw excited. That. I'm getting I saw thrilled. you and Russell really got giddy. Woody <laughs> was like, he thought that like his cat was crying or something <laughs> in the background. Uh, so, Luke, why don't you tell us uh, who do you think 49ers are picking at three? Uh, 
Well, I had Shanahan uh, waxing existential on us the other night, right? And telling mm-hmm. us that uh, that we might not even live to see the pick made, which was devastating. Yeah, uh, yes, um, yes, he did. Um, but I, I actually here am going to go um, very chalky. I think Adam Schefter has been all over and insistent that it's going to be McCorkle Jones of Alabama. And I think uh, Mac Jones is going to be the pick. And I do think to some extent that they only make that pick because of the conditions that you outlined at the beginning of this, Brian, that the first two picks are widely known. And they made that move up uh, knowing that Mac Jones would be available because other teams wouldn't um, wouldn't value him as highly as they do. And and I think people that are as successful as Lynch and Shanahan are don't give a damn what the the Twitterati say about their pick. And I think right. they're going to go with Mac Jones. I love that term, Twitterati. Have you put a TM on that? Because you I have, should. I have not. I have not. That is badass. It is. It's clever. Russell, where you at, brother? Uh, you know, I'm I'm like on the other end. Like, even though the odds are so far in Mac Jones's favor, I'm I refuse to believe because it's like it seems like it seems like 49ers beat writers, 49ers Twitter. I know what you think about the Twitter Twitterazi or whatever you just said. <laughs> but, no, that's that's the old uh, the old rock band. But it seems like the 49ers are the only one that feel like Mac Jones is worth this spot. So for me, I'm going to go with the next best guy. I'm going to take Trey Lance. Wow. He's at plus, he's at plus three forty. You know, throw a throw a couple couple bones in there. Because why bet on Mac Jones at minus three twenty one? Same thing with Lawrence and Wilson. It's like. Yeah, well, right now, yeah, Mac Mac Jones up to minus three thirty five um, on DraftKings, as I saw before we went live. I also go with Trey Lance here. Now it's a little bit here. here here's my reasoning, and 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 this is kind of where I mentioned that what we might talk about later, a little foreshadowing. Um, first of all, obviously, we all agree they're taking a quarterback. Now, the, the I really get interested in the Kyle Pitts pick here. I'm not going to lie, it was. It was at plus 3,000 last week. As of last night, plus 5,000. As of recording this show, Tuesday night, April 27th, back down to plus 3,300. So that's still ridiculous odds. Like 10 bucks went to 330 bucks. Might be something I, I just dabble with. Um, I don't think they traded to this position. In the, by, by position, I mean third in the draft with Kyle Pitts in mind. I really don't, but I can't help but think that it's it's now crossing their minds with all the best player in a draft talk. Three bucks to win a hundred or whatever. It's pretty good. Well that's true too. Um yeah. but to me where Trey Lance comes into effect is I don't I don't see I just don't see Jones like they already had Garoppolo and they want to get away from him. Isn't Jones like a kind of Garoppolo style player? It's like Garoppolo Jr. And why would they go for another Garoppolo when they're in the same division as Russell Wilson and Kyle Shanahan knows how to make an active playmaker work? So there's where the Russell Wilson comparison, I'm not saying he's going to be Russell Wilson. I'm saying he plays similar style. And I just think that if, if, if they're definitely taking QB, oh man, it's so weird to think about how Mac Jones is going to be the third pick in the NFL draft. It's you don't strange have a, to me. You don't have a high opinion of him, like as no. A, and I'm an Alabama fan. I've been an Alabama fan for 20 years. Like it's like I, I just, I and and I just, I don't know. I just don't see Mac Jones being a. And and I'm not saying Luke that you do. You you're 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 going by what you think the Niners will do and had as a game plan um, 
but I just don't see him being a very, very studly NFL quarterback. Incidentally, I think I'm quite happy to hear both of you uh, inclined towards Trey Lance. I, I think he's a more fun player. And I think he, uh, the, as I approach this from a fantasy perspective, yes, he certainly this is a great is, sidebar. I love it. I'm going to come to you with fantasy talk about right. these guys. He's that's the okay. guy I'm most interested after Trevor Lawrence in super flex drafts and things of that nature. Like Trey Lance is so you. much fun, right? And but but again, I just think here we under we, you, gentlemen, we all have people in our lives like Lynch and like Shanahan. They are convinced it's them and not the talent of the players in the field that produce the outcomes. And and I think they're overestimating their system. And I think Mac Jones is wow. a system quarterback. Yes. That, okay. that may be true, Luke, but one thing I would throw in is, and I don't know, you know, I'm not trying to step on anyone's thunder, but like to me, the system is put a guy like Brandon Ayuk or, uh, or, or um, uh, Debo, Debo Samuel who are basically running backs and throw them the ball, you know, half a yard down the field and just like, let them like with their outrageous like strength just like bowl over some cornerbacks and get into the open. Let's like, not that, forget that George is, Kittle. Well, there is Kittle, but really beyond that, they never throw down the field. Like I'm, I, I almost think like I think of a guy like Lamar Jackson, who struggles so much when um, uh, Antonio, what's Antonio Brown's cousin's name? Well, Marquise Hollywood. Brown, Hollywood. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. When he gets open deep, like. Lamar just, you know, he, he, he's got they all the They didn't have enough room on the back of his jersey for Antonio Brown's cousin. They just put Brown. <laughs> right? He can't hit him. Like, he's, he's, you know, he's very inaccurate, right? And, 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 and yet I think of a guy like Lamar Jackson, if you put him in, in San Francisco, I, boy, I, it'd be no, there'd be no stopping him. I, I just feel like that system is, is of every system in the entire NFL. To me, that offensive system would be best suited for a running quarterback a very mobile quarterback a mobile quarterback that's yeah, my for opinion sure. yep i guess i'd be wrong i don't know luke i was going to say also i mean this is you know this is part of the argument for justin fields to be there too is that he is he's the most accurate of the remaining quarterbacks mm. he's the most accurate intermediate and deep ball thrower um you know i know we're talking about the shanahan offense throwing those short quick passes to debo and debo and iuk and whatnot but like it doesn't have to be like that. That's certainly not everything that it is. Yeah. And I mean, you think about like uh, and you think about um, uh, the one thing about Lance also is that he's played in a uh, shit. What was it called? It's like a a, a football uh, offense. No, he did. He did play action. I'm sorry. He was the only quarterback that did play action consistently. And really? Shanahan's office is a lot about play action. Yes, it is. Um, because they use the running backs so much. Once um, again, so, let's remind, it is a plus. Wait, where did my notes go on that? Plus what 340 is he on FanDuel. Plus 340. Let's go, Trey Lance. And then plus 300 on on uh, DraftKings. DraftKings. My man. Now, Justin Fields on DraftKings, plus 550. Now, I wasn't. I was going to cut But he's of, not going there. It's not happening, is it? Well, here's the thing. At plus 550, it's not that far of a stretch off of Trey Lance. It Luke, could happen. Luke's but, shaking his head. Luke's shaking yeah, his head. No. I mean, I don't. I, I, let, let me just say one thing, Luke, before you go here. Ready? I don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks at all. At all. And look. I did my research. We ready for this? Fuck it. I'm breaking it out now. I was going to wait till later, but no. Uh, do, do it. Do it. Got a perpetual going down the hatch right now, and I'm feeling frisky. Here's a list of drafted Ohio State quarterbacks since 1990. 
Are we ready? If you have a seatbelt in your, like, just, I mean, no one's in a car, but you need to buckle something here. Hit one of the drops. Get I'm an extension can't, cord. Can't wait to hear Bobby Hoying's name. That's, that's a, Hingle McCringleberry. Or that guy. Um, Hingle McCringleberry wasn't drafted from Ohio State. However, here's a list from 1990 and on. And by the way, before that, no good either. But we don't know who the fuck any of those are. Kent Graham, 1992, eighth round, New York Giants. Get out of here. Bobby Hoying, 1996. Russell, you called it. Third round, Philadelphia Eagles. How about Joe Germain, 1999, fourth round, St. Louis Rams. St. Louis said, you know what? He was so fucking good. Let's draft another one three years later in 2002 by the name of Steve Belisari. Whoops. Craig Krenzel, 2004, fifth round, Chicago Bears. Troy Smith, 2007, fifth round, Baltimore, who made him a wideout. Terrell Pryor in the 2011 supplemental draft, probably the most talented out of this group so far, but Became that's a wideout. Yep. Uh, that was Oakland, took him in the supplemental draft. Cardale Jones, 2016, fourth round Buffalo. And the um, VIP in the champagne room, Dwayne Haskins, 2019, in the first round, 15th overall by the Washington Redskins. He's so hard. Which one of those gets your Jimmy standing up straight? I would say none. They're all horrible. And I'm not saying Justin Fields sucks because they all did. No, he's going to be fine, probably. No. No. No, I I still don't think so. But go ahead, Luke. It is a difficult thing I thought you had had something. No, no, no. It's difficult for me to listen to all that because here's the deal. Smarter people than me have said we scout the player and not the helmet, right? And this is the deal with Justin Fields. He's one of the most intelligent quarterbacks that by all accounts in his interviews on a year when these guys are depending on the the recommendations that are coming to them, Justin Fields is checking all the character boxes. We hear, we don't hear about his Harvard scholarship offer or Mac Jones's DUIs that because just, I don't know what's going on with this stuff, but like, right, right. This is, I am all in for your listeners. I, I, the most that I can put what little reputation I have is that if it goes, uh, as I think it's going to at the top. If it goes Lawrence and then Wilson and then Mac Jones, I think here's my big, here's my big blast. I think Bill Belichick will laugh at the rest of the NFL and move all the way up to number four. I think he's going to go get Justin Fields at that point. Like I really do. I think he. Whoa. I think that is my big, and, and that's the only. I'm not trying to do a hot take here. This is my only big move in our in our 16 picks. But I think that I think Belichick has demonstrated a incapacity to wait i think he's older i think he wants Beautiful. excellence i think he's already invested in his team he's getting all those players back that took the year off during covid and he is a little bit angry that he watched he, his star quarterback toss the Lombardi around that's awesome wow well and, and he also he, he watched his former star quarterback who you know made his career whatever toss the Lombardi around and he also watched luke his quarterback for his team i mean I said it so many times during the year, Brian, like there was something wrong with Cam's shoulder. Like he couldn't throw, dude. Like he, Oh yeah. yeah, It it wasn't, it was nothing mental. Like the dude was physically like incapable of getting the ball down the field, like in any kind of spiral or like with any kind of accuracy. I felt horrible for him. He shouldn't have been out there. Right. Something was up. He's whatever he is. I don't know. 34 or something like you got to stop. We got to stop with this shit, man. Like, yeah. you can't run I don't even think it. he's that old. I think he's like 30, but well, still, okay. it's the fact of 
he's, he's been broken through a down. lot. Yeah. Think about what he's done physically. He's I mean, been, he's been an impressive player. Me as an Alabama guy, I ended up rooting for the guy with Carolina. I really enjoyed I mean, his he's play. Incredible. He's incredible. He was an incredible athlete, former, but you know, MVP over, and dude. the whole nine. But it's over. it is over. And, dude, that is a great take. So let's just we'll move on to the fourth pick. Was that your official fourth call that there was a trade? There's a trade, and the New England comes all the way up giving up a similar package to what the Niners did. They're giving up their pick this year at 15. They're giving, or pardon me, uh, 16 this year or 15. Yeah. Yeah. They're giving up their yeah. 15. Yeah, pick, 15 yep. And then they're, they're going to give up two future firsts and whatever else uh, Atlanta wants. And they're going to come get their guy. And I really, I, I just, I just think that that's what they're, that they intend to do. They put, they got all the ancillary pieces in place. They have their system that they want to run. And you just talked about Cam Newton his excellence came from the fact that he was a superlative runner and a big boy. Justin Fields matches him in speed and in stature and and frankly exceeds him in his acumen as a quarterback. And so right away, he's a plug and play in that system with those wow. co- that coaching. Dude, and, and honestly, like I'm starting to worry about mine here because like I could totally see that. I could absolutely see that because honestly, on the Belichick side of things, not not saying he's a selfish prick, but. He might not have that much longer, especially if this team goes downhill for a couple more years. He's going to say, all right, my my legacy's here. I'm good. Peace out. And maybe go to another team or maybe just call it quits. But he – it's like he – it's it's he wants to win now. He, he wants does. His, he wants his cash. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Woody, so, you called that clip last week. <laughs> I had to do it this week. So, Luke, what is – how do I bet on that outcome? Do I just bet on what that on, on that player going forth? Uh, actually, I think I, I was anticipating this from you guys, and I think my favorite way to look at that is on on FanDuel. You can do an exact order bet, and I don't know if you guys like this, but Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Justin Fields is plus three hundred. That's pretty sexy, right? Like if you don't think that all I do of us like are that. putting something on that right after what you just said, because I there's... really like that. And people... if you like your boys and Brian and, and Russ, this gets you in on the action. And you guys, might this it is plus eight fifty if Trey Lance is the third pick, and we all like Justin in. Fields at four. So in because I could see so. Mac heading to, heading to the back of the pack. And and I, and I yeah, and I'm go with ahead, you. Ahead, I think I think I think right we go. I think we know the top two, and I think I think you guys have a lot of uh, a lot of. It's worth making a, a gamble on Lance at three, and I think I I think more than anything, I would assure you that it's going to be one, two, three, four quarterbacks. However, people wow. want to bet that. You know what? That I, I was just about to say that I don't think any of us had that. Russ, do you have that? Do you have a quarterback going forth? Uh, yeah. Oh well, fuck me running. I have Kyle Pitts like everybody else in the world. <laughs> Russ, what do you have? Uh, I had Justin Fields going fourth. Straight uh, up to the Falcons? I, I just, yeah, I didn't do any trades because you said that you weren't going to do any trades. So I just <laughs> I just figured at best we have Fields at the fourth position and, you know, whoever takes them there. Because, wow. uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, for a team to, to you know, if, if a team was to do what Luke said and, dra- you know, if the Patriots are to jump from 15 to four, anytime you jump into the top, five you are you know you're overpaying really um you know to get into that position because you know what what if you look at there's a trade value chart that you know i like to look at but i've heard you know that it's not like the golden rule or anything but it's a good way to look at it and good way to understand value it's a good way to understand value on how to move um and and the value of things and uh you know even if even if you know you 
it was just two first round picks. It might not be enough because you're going to number four. You know, Dude, I'm so. fucking loving it. You guys are opening our listeners' minds because, listen, everybody and their mom had Kyle Pitts going here, as do I, because I just think personally that they're going to stick to Matt Ryan for another year or two and try and see if they can get a little – because the, the, the Julio trade talks out there and all that, I don't think any of that's sufficient. I do think that they're going to try and be offense first. got a pretty uh, solidified defense there. Kyle Pitts is a big, big need for them. Tight end is huge. Um, but the here's the one thing that threw me off while I was looking about this, and I'm so glad that you guys are bringing this up. The, I, I almost, and I, I still might, lose a lot of money with this particular pick. Fucking Kyle Pitts is only minus 125 to go for right here. Everybody, ev- I'm talking everybody, everybody, everybody has Pitts going here. Minus 125, that's not that big of a bite like like, where's the juice on that? I, when I looked it up, I'm thinking it's going to be a minus 300, minus 400. This fucker's minus 125. Something stinks where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think that we just brought the fucking fire extinguisher. And Brian and Russ and Woody, I want to hear your thoughts on this. But I love that Russ put fields there. Regardless of his, I, I really think this year you're going to see quarterbacks one, two, three, four. And I think even if the extravagance of the 15 to four jump doesn't happen, I think you have two other outs and Russ already alluded to them. I think you could see Denver moving up most likely from nine. And I think you could also see Detroit moving up from seven. I think both Mm, those teams uh, could, could make a splash for their fan bases and especially Denver. I mean, I think Denver might even be more likely than new England, but I think those are three pretty good outs uh, to get fields in that fourth spot. Not even, not even imagining Atlanta just sits tight and says, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take him to backup. It's the most valuable position in football. That's fine. We'll take him to backup. Right. 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 True. True. Right. Yeah. Sure. So that's the uh, other one, more, one more thing. One more thing also just about Atlanta and Matt Ryan is there's no reason for Atlanta to, you know, shy away from taking a quarterback. Uh, if they want to groom fields, that'd be great. Cause Matt Ryan's cap number next year is 48 million. So, uh, oh, you know, I mean, they'll restructure it if they need to, but like, I mean, but, but like Matt Ryan, you know, he had his chance with Janahan, honestly, and you know they blew it. He fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I have two quick one, quick quick hitters here. One is I are you are you saying Luke that what Brian and I were saying about Drew Locke uh, in uh, in August in September and October it was not true. Are you saying that he was actually awful all year and that I we all watched it and everyone knows how terrible he is, even though we hoped it would be good? I still think he might be okay. I, just, I, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. I, I wish just like he the would. guy. I wish I he like would. Him. I wanted him to be good. And he yeah, had so. all the weapons. It reminds me of Jake so Locker. I really thought yeah. he was going to be good. Yes, just, he reminds me of that. Sutton. They lost Cortland Sutton early in well, the Well, yeah, they'll be getting Cortland That's Sutton back. That's not but I don't why know he was so bad, dude. He was so bad. He was so bad. I wanted him to be good. Denver actually has a pretty decent team overall. Yeah, sure. Their defense is good. And, uh, you know, they have a lot so, of offensive weapons. Yeah, they have good offensive weapons. And with they're Sutton and Judy and KJ Hamler and even Tim Patrick, the yeah. fourth receiver. So good. Yeah, he's kind of, um, he's okay. You know, I mean, so like the line is okay, even. Like, they have so many good things. Justin Fields' draft position under seven and a half is minus 122. So, right now, that's like over seven and a half is, is even money plus 100. But at, <laughs> as of the start of this pod, 
I would have said, holy, and it's not on my list of values, which we'll get to later, ladies and gentlemen. We were going to put out some values. I would have said plus 100 over seven and a half. Like a part of me thinks Justin Fields might be the, you know, the drop guy, the guy that you see sitting there and be like, oh, shit, I feel bad for him. But now, under seven and a half, I'm kind of looking that way, a little minus 122. Once again, they don't throw juice out there for no reason, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe that's the way to go. So, but 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 just sorry, one last beat on this. So no, go Luke, for it, please, Luke. You're you're agreeing with me that I I thought I thought Locke was so bad this year that Denver would wisely recognize that he was bad and just be like, yeah, we're going to move on. I I think I think I would wager almost any bet you wanted to take with me that next year, in addition to Locke. This draft ends with Teddy Bridgewater, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields as a Denver Bronco. Like they're bringing wow. in somebody. I mean, they you guys named all the great. Their, their team is functionally built to win right now in a division that's gettable, and they just need a quarterback. And they know this, and so they're. You know what they're reminding me of is the team that has the perfect coordinator as their head coach. It was like the North Turner uh, teams for the Redskins. Like, you have a great offense coordinator. He's not a head coach. You got Vic Fangio. He's a great defensive coordinator. He is not a fucking head coach. Like, right. if they can get a good head coach there, that could really make a lot of difference. But I just don't think that they're structurally sound when it comes to uh, front office and coaching. They have the talent, though, and their offensive line is banging. Yeah. So, yeah, this could be very interesting. But let's move on to the uh, pick number five. Cincinnati Bengals. Now, okay, it's it's pretty much a coin flip here. I'm pretty sure we're going one way or the other. And I I gotta be honest with you, Luke has me. This is like I'm so fucking excited. Like this is how excited I'm going to be Thursday during the thing. I can't wait to hear what this guy's going to say. <laughs> Maybe not, but uh, like I'm pretty sure this is a coin flip, and I'm going to play it safe. I'll start off this one, ladies and gentlemen. Look at Joe Burrow's right goddamn leg. And if you look at, they just released some new pictures and videos of their new uniforms. They got Joe Burrow sitting there. He's kind of like laid back, looking all slick, almost like he had the cigar after he won the uh, national championship with LSU. And he's sitting there all chill. And one thing you don't really notice, yeah, he's got that new uniform on. They're showing their new threads. But look in that picture, and you see a goddamn six-inch scar going down his knee. Okay. This dude needs protection. And to me, the 50-50 isn't Jamar Chase or Panay Sewell. It's Panay Sewell and Rashawn Slater for me personally because I am on the Rashawn Slater side here. But as far as who I think they're going to pick, I have Panay Sewell going number five overall. Uh, offensive tackle, Oregon to the Bengals. Luke, what do you got? Amen. 100% with you, Sewell. Russell? Uh, spot on with it. I think the Cincinnati, you know, the people that want uh, Cincinnati to take Jamar Chase are, uh, you know, they want you, they must, you know, you got to hope and pray that he doesn't get hurt again. You know, if yeah. you don't shore up that protect line. Him, man. I mean, you know, I, I, I think Jamar Chase is a, is a good talent and, you know, but they're also pretty deep at receiver for the Bengals. They pretty have, deep. yeah. You know, I mean, relatively. I mean, they have T Higgins and Tyler yeah. Boyd. And on Tate, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shitting on them. I I do like the core that they have, but I I, I as much as I like T Higgins because I actually was really high on him last year. I couldn't believe he. I know it was very early second round. I think 
one of the first couple picks. He's pretty but good, I, dude. I, I thought he was a first round talent last year. I was like, yeah. when when the, when the Eagles were up, I said Jefferson or Higgins, please. And there goes Jalen Rager. But nevertheless, well, that's a whole other podcast. Higgins is even... good. Higgins is good. Uh, I'll I'll stand for that. He's he's pretty good. He's and good. I'll tell you what, and Boyd is better than advertised. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. They, they're they're both open a lot, which is really nice for a young QB. Absolutely. Yeah. No, Boyd is way better than advertised. I mean, I think Boyd is one of the best he's second wideouts in the league. He's like open on every play. I don't think he'll ever be featured as a first and 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 thrive as such, but I oh, think he's you immensely know what he talented you of as a second. Keenan Allen. He's not maybe as good, but he's like or similar. Keenan Ivory Waynes, you know. He's pretty good with that too. <laughs> he's Keenan Allen light. Jack Marius Tack Theratrix. Maybe not him, but he was really good. He's that no was a first rounder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, yeah, they 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 do have a solid enough wide receiver core that they don't have to worry about that. At least, look, there's a very solid wide receiver draft class coming up. Wait, maybe hit that later. Sorry, so what we had a unanimous pick. Unanimous, there, first unanimous and pick. What was the juice on it? Was it pay? You know what? That's a good question. Let's look at that. A Saparini draft specials. Oh wait, here it is. If so, you want to bet the first offensive lineman taken. That, that's one way to do it, right? There's different ways you can make that bet. Absolutely. Yeah. He, right Correct. now, he's un, under five and a half has him at minus 160. Now, one of the things, wh- where is the... Uh... I was going to say, DraftKings actually has this thing, a top five pick. And if you pick Panay Sewell, he's at plus, plus 110. 110. Yeah. It's so. insane. That's dope. Plus but, money by the is way, good. So I had this as my favorite top five value. Um, we're not going to necessarily just jump to it, but if if one of these come up, guys, and you and you guys want to let it be known, please feel feel free to do so. My favorite value at top five was this. I'm just looking at my notes now. Panay Sewell, plus one ten. That's Chase. a great call. That's a great call. Yeah, they have Jamar Chase going at minus one sixty seven. So on DraftKings side of things, they're thinking that Chase is going to the Bengals. I can't see it happening. I think you're right. And incidentally, this is one of those things about that we can talk about what we know this. We, we know that like uh, that Burrow's a good guy. Chase presumably is a friend of his coming from the thing. And he right. already has come out publicly like advocating for Chase. What better way to, to set up a smokescreen that's believable than let your quarterback look like a good guy and win over the locker room by advocating for his boy? But really, all the while knowing that you're going to protect him and his scarred knee, as you pointed out. I mean, I think we're all on the same page on this one. Yep. Now, that is hashtag better game theory right there, dude. That is totally on point. That's something. That's like the emotional side of my bets there, Woodman. It's a beautiful way to look at it. I never would have thought of that. And I'm dead on. Or I'm dead on with you on that because go ahead and put it out there. Joe Burrow, you know, I want to save face. I love my teammate. He was my boy. We won a championship together the whole nine. What's he going to come out and say? Look, he's my boy, immensely talented, probably the best wide receiver in a class. But look at my knee; like he's not going to do that. You <laughs> no, know? That's so. not I like it. I, I think you made a great call there, Brian. I think more than any of the bets we've talked about, that's one that I would put my own money on. Like I really, yeah. I, like I mean, you're getting more than even money yeah. there. Plus yeah. one ten, amazing. Um, that's definitely going to be something I'm going to shoot over to Jersey to to lay some dough on. Um, let's go to uh, the sixth pick here. Now, speaking of Jamar Chase. Maybe he just goes ahead and jumps over to, uh, well, you know what, Dave? With the Tua, the Tua love. You know you love him. With the number six pick, Russell, the Miami Dolphins select. Uh, in my mock draft, I have him taking Kyle Pitts. Oh, that's right. You both have Pitts fallen. I forgot about this. Everyone hang on to your ass cheeks. Luke. To me, they don't necessarily, I mean, Jamar Chase is a great 
great receiver. Wide receiver, I wouldn't say, is their highest need. They have Devontae Parker and they have Will Fuller, who's, I mean, he's often injured. But they have, and, and then behind those guys, they have serviceable guys. Jamar Chase. Dare I say, sorry, go ahead. Jamar Chase is probably going to be the guy. But to me, if everyone is, you know, gushing over Kyle Pitts's, you know, athletic profile and what he can do, there's no reason to not take him. It doesn't matter that they have Mike Gusecki. I was going to say, yes. to me, Gusecki is a better tight end for what you would be drafting for than their wideouts are worth right now, if that makes any sense. Like, to me, they would want to bolster their wideouts more than they would their tight end. I'm not saying Gusecki's a world burner. Had a great year last year, but yeah, they're uh, not going to know. No one's drafting Pitts to be a blocker, so. Right. I'm not familiar with their offense. I was just about to say, I'm not familiar with if he would help any kind of other schemes as far as that's concerned. Woodman, you got something? Well, Pitt, so Pitts, to be, to be like really clear for the listeners, because it's not always that obvious, like, um, you know, he's this like can't miss tight end prospect that you rarely have in the NFL draft and um he's not they don't the comp for him is not like travis kelsey or gronk this like uh kind of like outrageously uh freakish athlete who's gonna go way down the field real fast like uh like he's more of like i don't know i don't know if this is comp has been made or not but like i think he's more of like an antonio gates kind of comp I think I think I don't think, a, he's a tight end, I don't think a tight end comparable is is there's nothing I don't think there's any comparable. I think you're talking about like at its best, like physically comparable to guys like and this is gonna come off like big, but Calvin Johnson. Really tall, yeah, no. really fast, huge wingspan. Yep. He's not hands, a tight end. You know, I mean he is he is built like Calvin. But he played tight end. So he's like a mix between Calvin Johnson, uh, Joe Montana, and uh, no, okay, sorry, and Superman. And he's local to Philly, so uh, you know, yeah, he is. Shout out, boy. Look, we didn't get your official number six Dolphins. Who we got? It's interesting. You already mentioned this man. Uh, I actually think that the Miami Dolphins are a more analytically driven franchise as of recent. Uh, uh, as of late, rather, and I think they. You talking about a Northwesterner? <laughs> Indeed, I, I actually, I think Rashawn Slater is going to be their pick. Wow, I think they're going to. I think uh, yes, indeed. I think uh, I think this kid is going to get in there, um, and because I think they value the position, they understand positional value, and I think they have a serviceable wide receiver core, and and I, I actually think. Um, I, I Pitts was my, you know, the cautionary tale. I was like trying to go back mm-hmm. and forth because he, f- he slips a little bit if you don't start giving them to these guys. And, and he really sure. might be the best player in the draft. And that's where I'm torn on this because, you know, football guys just want the best football player, <laughs> you know, like in that. And, but I think the nerds win on this one. And I think Slater gets picked in Miami. I think, I personally think Slater is a better prospect than Sewell. Me personally, I just think he's a lot more physical and he's, he's more of a pancaker kind of guy, like the guy I would want. Uh, Sewell's a big bitch who's just not in a bad way. I'm saying a, he's a big son of a bitch, and he's just he, and, and but he's he's more of a a, a, a road blocker than he is a make of things happener, if you will. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Slater, Slater is 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 I think more versatile 
And now, see, now this kind of parlays into things. Kyle Pitts draft position. You want to go over four and a half on FanDuel plus one ten, and uh, Luke's liking that right about now. That's my favorite one. That was the one I was going to give you as my value. I, I'm, okay, I'm right. very certain. Or not, I shouldn't. Say, what kind of certainty no, okay. do we well, all have? Hey, oh, all what of a sudden, see, you, what am I? you know, <laughs> you know your credibility now, man. Yeah, <laughs> coming on, you drop sound, the sharp. Look yeah, out! You sound like you sound like us now, man. You sound like jump yeah. the sharp people. I, I, like Woody was certain about his baseball bets last yeah. week. Whoops. One thing I, I need to, to uh, hang out with Kyle Shanahan. He doesn't even know if we're going to be alive. I, I, I'm not certain of anything, guys. I'm certain of nothing. I'm it's certain all, uh, humanity. Certain my friends are drinking bitter beers and IPAs, and I'm I'm, I'm drinking in triple here. So like, that's what I'm certain me. of. So <laughs> one thing, <laughs> one thing to uh, to you know give some light to maybe that Slater could be the pick is that also the uh, Dolphins traded Eric Flowers to the Washington Football Team. And Flowers was their starting guard. Uh, Slater has positional. Uh, he can play both if needed. Yeah. Not that you would want yeah. to draft a guard necessarily in the top six. That's kind of a strange place to see a guard. But it's not, I wouldn't say it's unheard of. Quentin Nelson was picked, I think, sixth or seventh for the Colts. Um, but, you know, but I agree that, you know, when you look at, like, team needs, offensive line or offensive guard is high up there for the, uh, for the Dolphins. So. And just to, just to throw this out there, Rashawn Slater's plus two fifty on DraftKings for if he's a top five pick. So if the Bengals do end up trying to solidify the line and want to go the route I think they should and take the better offensive lineman, plus two fifty would be your call there. Um, I'm trying to look up. Let's see where is he in general. Okay, here he is. So Rashawn Slater on Fanduel under eight and a half. So I mean you're clearing that by a long shot here. According to what Luke thinks going on, plus one thirty-six over eight and a half, minus one sixty-six. So, you know, this happens every year, folks. So, you know, just because it's juice on that end doesn't mean it's guaranteed to happen. Shit happens. Like, what the hell was Cleveland Farrell, you know, to the to the to the Raiders in twenty nineteen when they picked him fourth, and uh, when he was going in the early second round? Like, well, you, you just don't know. You can't take it just the juice and rum it and say, okay, well, he's minus 166 for over eight and a half. It's definitely going to be that. And we're going to get into more values as we go here. Uh, Rashawn Slater is who Luke had going to the Dolphins. I officially had Jamar Chase. I officially have Rashawn Slater going to the Detroit Lions. And pick number seven here. Luke, who you got a seven? We just flip it. I have. Uh, I, you, can you tell me who their number one wide receiver is right now? Uh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's uh, a, I, I believe it's uh, uh, Tyrell Williams for Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Rashad Perryman. Or, or Rashad, Rashad Perryman. Perryman. Or Quintez Cephas, right? Like, you know, these are your, these <laughs> yeah, are your right. And so Kingle McCringleberry. <laughs> so there's – so, yes, we just switched it. I think they, they, they run their pick to the podium if Jamar Chase is still there, as he oh, is God, in my draft. Dude. Yeah. And it's funny because, uh, as Russell was mentioning earlier about the possibility of them trading out, they are probably a wait-and-see trade-out possibility because if this is what falls in our laps, just like Luke said, to give them the wind-up toy right behind them and scoot their asses right on that stage. Russ, who you got for the Detroit Lions? I also have Jamar Chase in my mock draft. Um, wow. Because I had Pitts going the pick before, I have Chase going there. It feels like uh, you know they need extreme help uh, at the receiver position. And... Uh, and you know what better guy and he's a guy who can he can kind of do it all uh, absolutely for, for them whereas Brashad Perryman's kind of a speedy guy who just runs down the field and same thing with Tyrell Williams they're kind of it's kind of what they both do yes 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> what do you, what, what do you, welcome what do you back, brother. Yes it's like, yes, that's I accurate. Was, I thought he was coming at us with something. Let me just give you a little bit of notes I got on Jamar Chase because I, 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 I was watching some film. And when I say film, I'm talking film. I'm watching full game film. I'm not watching. You don't go to YouTube, Jamar Chase highlights. Oh, my God. He looks great. You know, that's not the way it fucking works, okay? Mr. Irrelevant of the last 20 years would look great when you put in his name and then highlights after it. And, and just to be clear about something, I'm sorry, Brian. No, just go be, for just it. Just to be clear. I about, never cut you off, so it's really rude, but. Just to be super, <laughs> it is super rude. <laughs> just to be very clear, though, about why that is not a good way to do analysis, especially of college players. The reason why is that when they play bad teams, really like, like, like teams that are not, I guess we all know that they like sometimes during the schedule, they're going to play teams that are just not good. They are, you're watching highlights of this person against like the future gym teachers of America. And you can't, there's no projecting what they do against the future gym teacher of America against what they would do at the NFL. That that is not a thing that you can do. Like the dif- the difference between the the quality of the opponent that you're watching sometimes of course. in the highlights, and then in NFL quality versus opponent. NFL quality is too too great. Whereas if you watch the whole game and it's against a good school, like like Brian does, now you you can you can extrapolate from what you're seeing. Right. So um for for what that's worth, who would win in a football game? The Jaguars or the Alabama Crimson Tide? The Jags, but I mean... Of course be, they would. It, yeah, it would be close-ish. Mm, ish, maybe. Well, it's because the Jags are putrid. But no, it's like, with that being said, the Jags would beat them by probably... What would be the line on that? Dave Wardy effect here. It's it's a, it's a, a rainy Thursday night in, uh, let's think about some neutral field, in, in Dubai... And the Jags are very hosting, neutral. very neutral, very fucking neutral. You know, in that world where they have like I all the different. I think Fanduel would give me uh, Fanduel give me like a uh, minus twenty two. Minus twenty two. I'm going to go minus twenty twenty seven and a half for touchdown. But nevertheless, we're talking yeah. big time smackdown. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. You're. <laughs> I love the future future PE teachers of the world. That's basically what it is. I mean, a lot of these. Guys, this is why I like SEC football so much because a lot of the times you can actually give a valid comparison yeah like, holy fuck jamar chase just went against eric stokes like okay eric stokes is about to be drafted too or that dude just went against yeah you, know, you know so i watched a lot of film with sec guys jamar chase won he can fit any scheme run after the catch is tremendous He's 20 years old he needs work on a little bit of route running but if he can separate he wins and that's a big deal and he's also a bigger player he's a red zone stud he, but here's the biggest thing to – let me let me look again where you guys had him because I'm writing down everyone. Okay, so you guys got Jamar Chase to the Lions. I have him to Tua and the Dolphins. My biggest thing about Jamar Chase is that he can adjust to a poorly thrown ball stupendously and make that grab. Um, and that's going to fit, obviously, in both these situations. I mean, Jared Goff is not a world burner, and I don't think he's going to be a Lion for more than a year or two. And – that's why I actually picked Rashawn Slater f- for him going to the Lions because why not do it backwards? Why do you got to go ahead and draft your quarterback and then draft your O lineman? Draft your O lineman now, get him some seasoning, and, and shit the bed next year. Go ahead and get your quarterback next year, kind of deal. That's why it's I think the Lions are it's actually way smarter if you could 
right. to do it that way. Yeah. And if there's a team that, right, aren't they the team that most people are taking to finish with the worst record in the NFL right now? So right now, to, I believe to that so, end, yeah. Like, I mean, yep. that's... They are horrible, yeah. horrible team. They're a bad team. They're a bad team. Um, they got Dan Campbell, who's like a hype machine. I don't know if I believe him as a, as, as a head coach, but he's certainly a hype machine. I, I, I wish to do luck because I, I love hype machines. I mean, the only... Uh, the running back is the only good player on the team, right? I mean, as far as on the offense, like Stout got kind of yeah, that's that's all they got. I mean, like we just narrowed down their wide receivers. You wouldn't talk Hawkinson as a possibility of being like good, but he's yeah, good. but he's not. No, he's, he's a not, good player. He's a good player. But uh, but yeah, and and I'm so happy to have Luke on the show because I really want to talk some fantasy at maybe at another time, depending on how long the show goes. But this is awesome. Um. Russ and Luke, thank you guys again. Appreciate it. You got it. Let's get on to the Panthers at number eight. Muscles Marinara. Russ, what do you got for the Carolina Panthers? Carolina, I have them taking Rashawn Slater. Oh, there we go. No uh, need more to be said. Know. I mean, it's they need help. Uh, they need help. Uh, offensive line. They got a quarterback and Sam Darnold, maybe. Uh, at least someone that they're going to trot out and say, this is our guy for I, now. Um, I was tackle, not a Darnold guy. I was not a Darnold guy in the draft. I was like, this guy is not going to be good. But I do believe that they believe in him. I don't think this was a BS trade. I do think that they think they can get somewhere with him. Yeah, and I think the value is kind of in the eye of the beholder. What do you think a certain guy can do in your system, Matt Rule's system? And he's going to have, I mean, Darnold's going to have way better weapons than he had in New York. You know, with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore Christian McCaffrey. And, and Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's a, you know, if you had an offensive tackle, uh, to to that, you're going to be in a lot better position, you know, than the Jets ever were or would have been after this draft. So, yeah, offensive tackle ranks as their best thing. Also tight end, but you know, I don't know if they're going to uh, they they miss out on Kyle Pitts, so they're not going to take you know. Nor do I see them tra- like trading up to get Kyle Pitts. No, they would probably no. just skip back. Uh, look, no. you got to. I mean, safe safe to say, you don't have a quarterback going here. Who do you got? Oddly enough, you gentlemen just uh, alluded to the fact. One Kyle Pitts is falling in my draft to them. That right? is, like oh. that's like he's there, and so they just pick him, and they're thrilled to pick him. And and now he has DJ Moore, who's one of my favorite receivers in the sure NFL. Hurt right? Yeah, and, DJ Moore is so good. And yeah, I mean, I and that's just an awful lot of fun for Matt Rule to to play with. Uh, you basically we already Pitts, hit on. The, all right, let's that? take let's do a prop bet. Pitts twenty touchdowns for gear. <laughs> no, no, Come I think on. like I would I guess the under. Yeah, tight ends are How so bad, you? Woody. They're so bad when they're they're like even he's right, so a here's generational what I'll hit right now. I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to. I was going to ask you because you you know now that we have the resident fantasy expert, tight ends first year in the NFL, it just doesn't happen for this above the the like the godly worlds of talent when it comes to a tight end Kyle Pitts holy fuck like even TJ Hawkinson we didn't hear like this and not that TJ Hawkinson has been anything but TJ Hawkinson was really talented I mean what did he go uh six eighth I mean like big like that's a big selection for a tight end to spend an eighth but Kyle Pitts Luke where in the dynasty leagues would he go in a draft you know like in a rookie draft yeah i think and russ can speak to this uh, it depends on what you're if it's a tight end premium he's going to be driven up i i would say i am a drafter and woody can attest to this from from the league that he's in with me like i because of positional scarcity i'm always going to be picking harris and etienne in front of him and then i would start to consider pitts 
um it would be pits or chase next for me like that would that's what it would come down to but he would be in a tier of four i think for most uh smart dynasty drafters in a single quarterback league and for me he'd be depending on where we let all these quarterbacks land he's in that that not top nine right like i think it's a big swath and take your pick for sure of, of like i like that big tier this year of etienne and harris and and chase and pits and then the quarterbacks i think if God you're damn. in a top nine pick in super flex you're in a really pretty position to end up with a premium player i could talk Luke, do you ever think that all pits, night that pits may end up as a multi-eligible uh like positional eligibility may be i mean you know most most leagues have a flex where you can flex either or but where you could play Pitts as a receiver, not as yeah. a flex. And, and start a tight end. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting that you say that because Rule, if he ended up in Carolina, for example, Rule like never played 12 personnel. It was almost always multiple wideouts. Like he, like Pitts will be treated like a wideout in his system, like the one that he ran at Baylor anyway. And uh, right. so, yeah, so I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he could, but I, I, I think, and I think. I suppose I think, that's up to the people that make the uh, fantasy game right for us i mean this, this dude's so talented you could have him out on the on, on on the edge like you know i mean the, he doesn't have to play slot <laughs> no. even no, no. when you have your tight end play playing a non 12 you're gonna put him in a slot and all no he could he could be a route runner on the on i mean this is insane this guy you're right kelvin benjamin was like 6'6 240 yeah. and ran a 4'61 and was their wide out and and kyle pitts is what 6'5 245 and runs a 441. Like he's a much faster, like he's a better wideout than Kelvin Benjamin was. Well, keep him away from the buffets like Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, but yeah. uh what, mean, do you, what do you got going on? I see the I see the you're thinking Arby's right now. What do you got going on, buddy? Kelvin Benjamin, if he ran a 461, then there was something wrong with the stopwatch. I mean, wow. Ooh, you're you. claiming that's an unofficial you're saying that's a little juiced. That's a little home cooking. Come on, on dude. Like that like I liked him. I actually liked him a lot I as like a touchdown touchdown guy or whatever. But like that dude was he was the slowest receiver in the NFL like his rookie year. Like I've never seen anything like it. Like he couldn't well, his sophomore year in the NFL you're talking a round two fantasy pick. So like people obviously bought into it. But once He's Buffalo a, he, he was, was a, gone. He blotted he was great out the yeah, he blotting out the sun, man. Like, I get it. Like, you want the TDs. It's fine. Look at Kelvin Benjamin get some action on Jump the Sharp today, ladies and gentlemen. You know who else is going to get action? Micah Parsons, because he's going to go to the Panthers. So they're trying to really make up for a linebacker uh, deficiency since Luke Keekley went down. Do I think this pick is going to happen? Yes, I think Micah Parsons will be drafted by the Panthers. Do I think he should be? No, because he sucks, okay? This dude cannot get through an O lineman when when they're squared up with him. Like I've I watched so much film on Michael Parsons in this past week. It's crazy. And I'm sorry, PSU guy, the whole nine. I just don't I have not watched one full game film where he has impressed me beyond maybe one or two plays. I'm talking full game. He is easily blocked out of a play above average, average lateral movement, but that's all I can say. He can create fumbles maybe here or there. All his highlights, here's the one thing. Woody, you were talking about the highlight packages. Every single one of his highlights. Well, if you go to YouTube, Michael Parsons highlights. Never touched once. You know when the guard and the, and, and, and the tackle just separate and then he just runs through the A gap or, like, or, the, or the B gap or whatever, and it, it gets right to the quarterback? Oh my! And then you have this guy from Bumblefuck University who fumbles because he got barely touched by this guy. Like, do not 
I don't know why I just said he's going to the Panthers and shit on him like crazy. I just really haven't seen anything from this guy. But I do think the Panthers are going to try and bolster the linebacker core a little bit here, especially if those four uh, quarterbacks go. But me personally, I, I mean, I, I still – me, I don't have a particular quarterback drafted yet. Um, they already have the top four, right? You Both of you guys have four quarterbacks off the board. We do, yeah. I have one Bron- unaccounted for. They're, right, right. Broncos at – Pick nine. Russell, what do you got? I have your favorite player, Michael Parsons, at number nine, going to Denver. Your favorite um, player. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, based off of who's on the board, they've got good cornerbacks. Um, you know, you know, I think that their real aim is is if they can get up to get a quarterback, or if one falls to them that they like enough to. Because, like, I mean, I don't know. You, uh, Mac Jones is pretty different. He, Mac Jones is still on the board for me. And me too. he's pretty different than Drew Locke. Um, uh, and maybe he's what they need. Maybe they don't need Drew Locke. Um, Drew Locke uh, is a crazy person. He is a crazy person. Uh, but I have them taking Micah Parsons. I figure with him with Vic, Vic, uh, Vic Fangio coached up. Make that defense even better. I mean, they need they need as good of a defense as they can get because they're not going to keep up offensively with the Chiefs. So, all right. Well, right now, Michael Parsons is going is over under un, under twelve and a half. Is at plus one fifty two. Wow. Nevertheless, let's see what Luke's got going at number nine to the Broncos. Uh, your crazy person find some company sir lance a lot trey lance is going to go to there the denver is. broncos they're thrilled that he fell this far oh absolutely i don't know that i could see this actually happening i think the biggest danger would be denver ahead of them like opting for the quarterback over chase but uh in my draft this is how it played out and uh yeah they're they're ecstatic that they get a top three quarterback in a draft falling to the fifth quarterback chosen i have a a, a weird pick going on here and it's it's a mix between I think the Broncos have, and I know Russ said they didn't have a need here, but I do think corner is a need for them because I, I, I know they got Kyle Fuller and everything, but he's an injury risk. And what I, about I, Chris I, Harris? Is he retired? Chris Harris is not, yeah, he's not on the Broncos. I think he's trying to be an NFL Network personality right now, to be honest with you. But Ah, oh, he the, was so good for so long. That's a bummer. Yeah, no, he's still playing. It's time, just a matter time of... Time waits for not no man, them. Russ. It does not. It does not. So I actually have them... Even though Mac Jones is on the board in my mock, taking Patrick Sertan here. And um, it's one of those where it's like, look, do we really need it? Or is this guy just going to be that fucking good? And I really believe that Sertan is the man. He's just got so much stand-up talent for like a six, one and a half beast of a corner in a, in a, in a draft class where corners are like the wideouts, where it's like, I hear the micro machines guy talking when I look at these guys. You know, you got Pat Sertan who's going to be a beast, and the Broncos are like, you know what? Screw it. I know we got Kyle Fuller coming in this year, but Ronald Darby's their other guy. And we, I mean, if us Philly guys know that. Don't go ahead and set your watch on that bad boy. It's horrible. Give me, give me Pat Sertan going here. I'm, I'm more or less focusing in on the nine spot. For, for Sertan, not necessarily the Broncos are taking him. I could see the Broncos actually trading back. And I know, Luke, you mentioned that they could trade up to kind of get their man. It, it, it kind of seems to me that a lot of people are like, Cowboys, Sertan. 
Cowboys Sertan. If I want Patrick, it's like what the Eagles did to the Houston Texans in 2019, where they traded ahead to get Andre Dillard because they knew that the Texans were just like, we love Andre Dillard, we want him. And I was like, oh shit, Eagles just traded and took him. Fuck. Um, and not that he's really panned out, but nevertheless, I do think that everyone has the Cowboys penciled in to take Sertan, and I could see someone jumping them to take him. Or the Broncos take him, to be honest with you. So that's number nine. Let's go ahead and check where that falls here. Sertan is doing a little live. Uh, under 10.5, I have him at nine, minus 148. Over 10.5, plus 122. So let's just kind of hang on that for a second because now we're at the Cowboys at 10, where I mentioned a lot of people have Patrick Sertan going. Let's see if these guys do too. Russell, who do you got the Cowboys taking at <laughs> Uh, I uh, I have the Cowboys taking a quarterback. I have them taking J.C. Horn. Wow. I hope I think they, they like. Please. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I think that Sertan probably fits in Dan Quinn's defense a little bit better than, than Phillips. But I think that Jerry Jones, at the end of the day, uh, gets uh, wrapped up in, in Horn's physicality and, uh, and maybe his brash attitude and uh, – and you know all of his measurables, and and says uh, that's the guy. Um, and I mean, you know, I think that you know maybe also because there's a lot of you know a lot of smoke about the Eagles being interested in Horn, and the Cowboys yeah, needing is, uh... a a cornerback. Maybe they just take the guy that we presumably want. I don't know. You never know. Yeah. Uh, I'll be I'll be ecstatic if they took Horn. To be honest with you, Luke, who do you got at, 11, at ten to the Cowboys? Uh, ring the bell. Russ and I are of a mind on this one. I think it's Horn wow, too. And please, please let it be. And yeah, yeah. I think uh, oddly enough, I think Dan Quinn has some connections to uh, to Horn's father, Joe Horn. And there's like there's there's very someone on Twitter, and I would totally shout it out if I saw it. But like an NFL insider detailed like uh, seven or eight connections between. The, the cowboy coaching staff and JC Horn. And I just think um, for the reasons that, that Russ outlined and, and Jerry Joe's propensity to, to like the splashier player. And he's a slightly slash splashier cornerback. Um, the more of a gambler than, than Sertan. So I, uh, I have JC Horn coming off as the first defensive player on my board. That's also, Ballsy. that's Love also it. a reason I have, you know, kind of bookmarked the Denver Broncos for being a potential trade-up spot for the Eagles. If they're really interested in Horn, I think that they may try to trade up there and just get the guy that they want in that case. I hope not, man. I hope not, too, just, but, you know, you never know. I don't dig, as, as an Eagles fan, I just don't dig them. Go to my notes here. Stiff player leaves distance when playing the zone. He's very, very grabby. Here's the thing that I have. At, at college, he looks great. In the NFL, I don't see it. He's just a very grabby player. Look, he's a ball hawk, but who isn't on these fucking highlight films talking about a cornerback? He's just really grabby. I just think he's a PI machine waiting to happen in the NFL. Well, and let's fuck. I hope. I hope they take. Him. Let me, can, Brian and, and Russ. Did you guys both not have Micah Parsons as your first? Uh, because this is a this is a good a betting moment for people too. You had Micah Parsons, yep. both of you, as your first defensive player. Defensive drafted, player, right? correct. Yep. And that yep. and that's plus 170. Uh um so you get a little bit of love on that. Uh, and so Woody, I want to talk to you about this. I have JC Horn at 10. Both of, both your boys have two defensive players being drafted before him, so there's risk to it. Um but I have I have Sertan and Parsons both falling a little bit in my draft. 
Horn, if he's the first defensive player, is plus seven fifty. Uh, so, so that's that might be something. If I have any conviction on this, that might be something. So, what would you what where 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 are you landing on this? What 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 would you feel more confident in going going with Parsons or or Horn? Yeah, you know, you'd rather have the. I mean, a, a, a smart better would rather have those those good odds, and they would they would just rather place a small bet to win lots of money on the plus seven fifty. Um, that's the right, you know, just in terms that's of like, right uh, well, if you're just speculating, which is, which is all this is, uh, as we said earlier, this is like second order stuff. Like you got you know, a great point about that is that neither of these guys actually are the favorites, right? It would be probably Pat Sertan, right? It is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you're looking at money either way, but if you go Luke's way, you're looking at a payout and you could just do like a small amount and just, Oh, for sure. And we and we know we know the woodman likes to likes to rock the little dabbles. I do. And it seems big. like the house like, isn't sure. They only have Sertan at plus one thirty, so they, they like they don't yeah, know. So they're on the plus side, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I mean, I guess what I, the right advice is is not not just to like, hey guys, do what I do. The right advice is like, hey, if you have a conviction, you listener, if you have a conviction that one of these three people is gonna be the first defensive player taken. You should definitely throw a few bucks at it because they're all plus money. Absolutely. Am I right, And now, with, with, absolutely. And, uh, like, if you were to narrow down, I'm trying to find out if they have which team will pay. Okay, so I don't know locally, wherever you're listening to this, the differences on DraftKings and FanDuel could be localized. Like, right now, if I look at teams' first-round pick, I'll have Giants, Eagles, and for some reason, <laughs> fucking Broncos. I don't know why. But normally it's it's geographically based. But if you have first pick Cowboys, there's a like he can't help himself, Jerry Jones. He just can't fucking help himself. He, really he did can't. it last year. He fucked me over. He literally sent my heart into a disrhythm. Oh, man. Literally, literally did it last year with CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. Sent my heart into a disrhythm. That is not a joke. Ladies and gentlemen, no, I was, was so excited. I was, and I was I, I, like, that CD Lamb was falling. And I was like, oh, well, the Cowboys need a corner. They're definitely taking, you know, who the fuck? No, they took CD Lamb and it sent me into an absolute panic attack. Okay. Because <laughs> I hate the Cowboys. Brian has a lot of health problems related to the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> related to the Cowboys or the draft and whatnot. And they're going to do something again this year. And he can't help himself. Okay. Yes. You know, this year it'll be a arrhythmia. They, it might be. I might be AFib by the time that Friday comes along. <laughs> they have, they have. They I know they got CD Lamb, and you know they they got Amari Cooper who resigned and all that. And look out for Michael Gallup still there. Like, I don't care. I don't care. They can't help himself. And they're like, wow, a Heisman Trophy's sitting out there. Zeke, Just do it. Do it. Zeke Devontae Smith going to the smart. Cowboys. Zeke honestly looks like at this point like almost like the speed of like Luke. Yeah. Wow. What Luke a ringing endorsement, Luke. Yeah. 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 Way to wear that Viking. Is that an Adrian Peterson jersey, by that, the way? That's correct. That's correct. Go get the switch. He looks faster you just than got Zeke. Hit. Last year, Adrian Peterson moved with more acceleration, raw, uh, long speed, and uh, wiggle than Ezekiel Elliott. Take it uh, is, w- is, is wiggle now an official stat? In Don't worry NFL? about it. Don't worry about what's an official <laughs> yeah. stat. And for the listeners of Jump the Sharp, Woody knows the story. But the morning 
the Minnesota Vikings drafted the Adrian Peterson, my favorite team drafting my favorite player at my favorite position to watch in sport. I watched that pick. Uh, my wife walked out to my convertible at the time and got in the convertible. I went back inside the home, asked for her hand in marriage, drove her to a Broadway show in New York City and proposed to her on the stage of a Broadway show and celebrated with champagne with one of the gentlemen here, young David Robert Woody. Uh, oh, on the show. good so, for you. So that's that. I, when I say I love the NFL draft, it is affiliated with like the best wow. moments of my life. That so, was like his amazing. the best day of his life. Literally. It may have been. It really may have been. It was up because there. of the cap off with Woody, obviously. Well, well yes. No, and, because they picked Adrian Peterson. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah the Adrian sure. Peterson pick <laughs> and the wife the pick were both strong. Like, like third or really, fourth like, in line. There's, really, there's multiple. There's a lot of angles here. There's That's a amazing. lot. Of, there's just many ways you can go with that story. So, like, have you ever said that on a mic before? That whole rundown. I have not. Day? I have not because you guys appreciate. Both of you here appreciate the. Just kind of the brilliance of David Woody. Like, I mean, I, I I am a listener of your show and a fan of your show, and I can hype that easily for your audience, precisely because I like to listen to you guys talk. Now, admittedly, Brian talking about uh, being an Alabama fan and like caring about the Cowboys has, has hurt his likability for such a likable oh, guy. I don't care about the Cowboys. I hate <laughs> so, the Cowboys. Yeah, so. I, I love I love Roll Tide, baby, but yeah. never ever. But nonetheless, no, yeah, but, but yes, as you know, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just good times, right? Like at the end of the day, part of why this is fun and why your listeners are like, you know, you, you surround yourself with people that you love. And on that day, there was a confluence of people I loved in a rare way. And I loved it. That's amazing. That's amazing. What a story, ladies and gentlemen. I wish I had some like some clapping uh, sound effects, <laughs> but just in case I, I don't have anything, I'm just going to hit a I'll just button. bring it full Sorry, circle too. later that same year. So like, you know, fast forward a few months. So that was in Luke. That was in like April, right? Yeah. So fast forward to that August. You know, everyone else was passing on him. Nobody even considered him. 2007, to be honest with you. Muscles Marinara in our fantasy league, which was a keeper league, took Adrian Peterson in probably Russ. I don't know. Maybe you remember better than me. Fifth round, Russ is saying. Yeah, at least. (laughs) Maybe even later, honestly. Like like people, we, we just... So upsetting. <laughs> because he, well, he was coming off an injury, I think, right? He was coming off a broken collarbone, sir. Mm. And mm. we just, most of us just were like, I don't want a guy with a broken collarbone. Give me one of these other rookies, you know? Give me uh, Steve Slayton or whoever the hell it was at the time, you know? Wow, Steve Slayton comes out of the woodwork, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. And, what a uh, badass story, Russ dude. reaped those rewards for years because you kept him for years, dude. I mean, he was... I mean, I don't think I need to tell anyone. I'll tell you what, all this talk with listeners of the show, please let us know if you're digging actual fantasy talk as well, because I would love not only just to shoot the shit with the woodman about fantasy, but maybe if we could actually, you know, pull Luke away for a segment here or there every month or so. Him and Jim Brown and Barry Sanders. Those are the three best actual running backs. Luke, Jim Brown, and Barry Sanders are the three best (laughs) running backs I know. (laughs) Those are my favorites. Mariotto. And Mariotto. No. (laughs) No, as as you, I mean, Brian, this is a standing invite on all about reality. I would love any of these guys. I've always loved talking with Russ fantasy and, and Woody knows I will create an RSO league to get you and some of your listeners we, in and get Russ in. It's a, it's a fun format and it just, we should and, do it. And we do fantasy in order to keep in touch with people and it keeps There's us all no in shit touch about it. You know, like, dude, so, dude, put it in concrete right now. There you I'll, go. I'll put my initials in a little. I heart Russell right next to it. <laughs> I can't remember if Luke said when in the introductions, but guys, like it's a really cool format. Like basically. So what they do is every year they change the cap 
of the the league to the actual NFL salary cap. Exactly. I mean, they this mirror. This must be giddy. This is like role playing. Yeah, it's amazing. And so, and then you do a draft. Eat your heart out, glass cannon pot. And you get, <laughs> and you give contracts to people, and you get a certain number of one year contracts, and two and three and four year contracts that you can give out, and. It's up to you to decide how you want to spend your money. So I spent, I've spent wow. in the years we've been doing this, I've spent most of my money on players like Josh Gordon and Antonio <laughs> Brown and, you know, yeah, yeah. Th- 30. And Antonio Brown's cousin. We don't <laughs> Antonio know Antonio Brown's cousin, whose name I don't even know. Uh, 30 <laughs> Todd Gurley. That's where I've spent my money. Okay, you know you guys. <laughs> you love you love Todd Gurley after the interview. Love Todd Gurley. Right, really. Not to get too sidetracked. Please check out that pod and and look into Luke's uh, all philosophies. It's really good. all about reality. On it's oh really, man, really I I'll tell you this, Luke. One more thing about it. To say I would be interested, and I, I don't want to speak for you, Russ, but I'm sure I could. To say we'd be interested would be an understatement. And I have invited the man, the myth, the legend behind Glass Cannon Pod too. I will call him out now. Joe O'Brien, the oh. coward, would not accept it because he was too wow. busy creating a multi-thousand-dollar business and too busy being a dad or whatever. Whatever awesome stuff Joe does, you, you, might, know, you like, might be talking multi-million-dollar business. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know? like, so, yeah, right. Not only are his ears not burning, but like he just bought a new pair of i i you know uh, earphones just to say, you know what, screw. I don't. It's I don't so like true. The way he just talked to me right there. Yeah, he's like he he sent an assassin to my home already. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's, <laughs> Paid for out of like Bitcoin from Joe. Yeah. So, like, so, so. What in the hell are airphones? What did I just say? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mariano. All right. So we'll wrap the Cowboys up. Uh, oh, no, wait. I said they have uh, Devontae Smith. Yeah, we'll wrap them up. J.C. Horn going to the Cowboys for both you guys. Both the first cornerback. Uh, J.C. Horn for both you guys. Unbelievable. I went ahead and did a little flip there. Giants at 11. I know they just... Got got a, a Dory Jackson the whole nine, but still, your depth is a big deal, and I see them taking J.C. Horn uh, at eleven. Russell, who do you got the Giants? Uh, I have a, I have a, I am a big believer in Gettleman and the offensive and defensive line. I have the Giants taking offensive tackle Christian Derisaw. Wow, you got Derisaw going. Okay, and I like the guy. I do. I like the player. <clears throat> I, I think that I don't they, know about this high that Jason Garrett. And the Giants and Saquon want to run the ball. And Derisaw is the best run-blocking tackle, or one of the best, maybe top two, uh, in the draft. And uh, his odds are really good, too. He's at plus 2,600 to be the Giants' first pick. Yo, what's up? Talk about a couple couple dollar bills on that, Woodman. That's a little payout, Cheesemo. I don't see pick. them taking. I don't see them taking edge here. Obviously, if the board falls a different way, maybe they take uh, Rashawn Slater. Um, uh, but I don't see them taking edge here. Yeah, going Russo or, or or Phillips or anybody like that. Yeah, my uh, hot, my hot take is I think my hot take here is I think that Saquon Barkley is the closest thing that I've seen to Adrian Peterson since prime. Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. I've not seen anything like it. Um, so get a run, blo- a run. Uh, so block yeah, I think I and I think they know that what they have, right? And I so I I, I think I might agree with Russ here. There we go, Luke. Who you got? Giants at eleven. Yeah, you you guys mentioned him. I have Parsons falling here, and I okay. and I think uh, Gettleman. Yeah, so I just I think it's a need. I think uh, I think 
he sufficiently convinces being the best off ball linebacker for part, for the Giants to take him. I don't have a lot to say. You guys did a great job with him. So um, I don't love him either. Actually, it's weird. We yeah. both kind of grudgingly put him where we put him. Yep. Yep. And I, I put him there for need and for possible trade. And same deal with Horn going 11. Don't necessarily know. I'm, I'm putting a, a, a player at a at a draft number. I'm not necessarily putting the team to it, but I do still think that the Giants, I mean, look, every year, every year it seems when you get to the draft, your favorite team, what do they need help in? Oh, well, I mean, definitely this, that, and cornerback. Like, cornerback is always the thing that you need help in. It's super important when it comes to any kind of scheme-based defense, anything, anything. Linebackers are important in secondary or, like, on the safeties side of things, too. But there's nothing more important than, a, than an edge rusher and a cornerback when it comes to your defense. You can never have too many of them. And uh, we're going to roll to the hometown for at least Russell Nine, the Woodman, Philadelphia Eagles on the clock at 12. We'll see if they're still there. Uh, I have, you know what? Let me, let me you guys rocking. Luke, you haven't gone first in a little bit. What do you got there, bub? All right. Uh, maybe you will like this, and I hope this plays out this way for you. But uh, I have an Alabama wide receiver going to the Philadelphia Eagles, and I have it being Waddle. I think he's the right. higher upside wide receiver of the two. And I think, um, yeah, I, I have Waddle going there, and I think it's the right pick for the Eagles. Uh, and, and that's one I would actually kind of get behind. And I, I, I was tempted just to antagonize and troll Woody a little bit at this point, but I, but I thought I would actually send a good player at the right position to the Eagles. <laughs> now, the thing I love about this is that we only actually we're at, we're in pick twelve, ladies and gentlemen, and we have one, one choice, one number. The Bengals at five, in which we have been unanimous. I'm going to give Russ that opportunity to see if he can finish that because I also have Jalen Waddle from Alabama going to the oh. Eagles. Russell, in, in my mock draft, I also have Jalen Waddle because. <laughs> wow. So it's it's a matter of, of 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 how how it falls. Now a lot of people are starting to fade on Waddle heading to the draft. He's actually kind of rolling down people's mocks a little bit. I've been watching a lot of films on wideouts. You ho- you heard what I said about Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle. He's an ultimate, ultimate, ultimate playmaker. Catches with his hands more than his body. That's kind of a big thing. He's not really a body catcher. He's not going to jump up and hit it in his gut. And sometimes he might not hold on to those all the time. Uh, he does need sharper short route running technique, but that can be taught. He is super versatile as an amazing punt returner. And I think, and this is me being ballsy, he is, to me, for the biggest boom potential, he's my favorite wideout in this class. I have even moved Jalen Waddle. As he falls down the last couple of weeks to some people, gun to the head, I'm going to take Jalen Waddle over Jamar Chase. I said it. 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 No one's catching him. This guy gets any kind of room, he's gone. And a couple of the the people, and actually I reached out to them uh, uh, via DMs on Twitter, and we spoke about uh, 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 some of this stuff. Some people do not enjoy Jalen Waddle, his um, comparison, his comp, if you will to a Tyreek Hill. I see nothing more than Tyreek Hill when I watch this cat. I really think that he reminds me of him a lot, and both in the in the return style, but also his wideout uh, prowess. So I'm thinking Jalen Waddle is a Tyreek Hill clone. I'm not. I'm putting it out there. Ty, uh, Jalen Waddle, giddy up. Go Birds. Woody? You don't worry. I mean... I know his ankle, but the no, dude... No, no, had no. A- I wasn't going to say that. 
what everything that you just said about him right was said about Jalen Rager last year what don't you fucking understand <laughs> no I, I I don't think so who said Jalen Rager reminds you of Tyreek Hill well I don't know about that but um the other things that you said well okay you said you said a great many things I said a great punt returner that's what's perking your ears up about no, but Jane you Rager. also said like once he gets the ball in his hands, he's gone. People said that about Rager. Uh, I don't know. I mean, ultimate they, playmaker. They did, dude. They did. You got to remember back to last year. That's what they were saying. Yeah, they meaning those idiots, not me, Bubba. Not you. That's <laughs> true. Wanna... You were down on the Rager pick big time. But here's sure. the deal. That, that, listen, I, I I am very grateful to your Eagles for not picking Justin Jefferson, as you yeah, might imagine. I don't God. know if you've seen Jeez. the clip going around of the Vikings war room when when. Yes, we've all seen it. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> he's so yeah. He's so good. I'm not sure NFL fans, people who are just fans of the league and don't really pay play fantasy or 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 pay like super close attention, like rookie. I'm not sure like your casual NFL fan understands how good Justin Jefferson is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's now when you, when you, when you obviously make the uh, a lot of front office either. They don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Right. When you make a lot of uh, judgments uh, in the NFL, it's because, Oh, that guy just played my team and played really well against them. When I was watching the LSU Alabama game where Justin Jefferson scored three touchdowns, I said, Holy fuck. Jamar chase was in that game too. And who did all the, who did all the damage? Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. So, you know, I don't know. I just really like Jefferson. I He's don't, incredible. I, I love Chase. Don't get me wrong. I think Chase is going to be like he's good. a – Yeah. I think he's going to be a super solid – I think he'll be like an A.J. Green-ish. Oh. You know? I do. I do. I, I think he's still going to be a pro bowler in the whole nine. But, I like, who would you rather have, A.J. Green or Tyreek Hill? Like, that's where – if I, I would take Tyreek Hill. You know, and I'm talking about if you're going to say premier, like their prime of their Ooh. career. I don't know. Have? That's kind of close. I guess, Hill, I guess Hill's Hill. in it now. I guess yeah, Hill. Yeah, but right. It's like a, it's, it's close. Like a, yeah. It's a small, it's a hair away, but I'm I'm not saying Jalen Waddle's the, the best wide out in this class by by a long shot. I'm saying you're talking about a pubis hair between him and fucking Jamar Chase. Incidentally, but, and let me give you guys a little bit of hope here too. I Jalen Rager is one of my favorite Again, if we defer to fantasy, he's one of the, my favorite guys to go target this offseason because the mm-hmm. he he if so many people have been disillusioned. But his if you littered a season with circumstances that would cause him to fail and just contrast him with the, the wide receivers that succeeded, that's where he's he's again, he's suffering from the Tua effect where he's being compared to the wide receiver that literally had the best rookie season in the history of the NFL, and he was drafted in close proximity to him. Mm-hmm. Jalen Rager can still be quite good. and Still rubbing it in. And and But listen, and, and if we all have Waddle going there, if you're an opposing defensive coordinator, I suspect you're putting your best defender on Jalen Waddle. That's my guess, right? And, that's that, and so now Jalen Rager just has to beat that's the true. number two cornerback and I think that those circumstances look good for an Eagles offense that, by the way, still has Zach Ertz on the team. And I, I love Zach Ertz. I don't understand why people are so quick no, to he, write him he off. He should and still Dallas be around. Goddard. But yeah, like, yes, Zach Ertz probably, as of the draft, he might not be an Eagle. But nevertheless, well, the he problem, still should be. The problem on that team is the O-line, though, dude. It's such it's a bad be, O-line. Yeah, It's going to be very, very bad. Like, like, like one of the worst in the league, probably. Hey, we got Jalen Waddle at plus 500 to the Eagles. 
and all three of us likey. So, hey, you're looking at something there. Jalen Waddle plus 500. Sertan plus 350. Devontae Smith plus 350. A lot of mocks have Devontae uh, going there. J.C. Horn plus 250. So those are your four roundouts right there with Waddle being plus 500. Uh, this is going to be one that I will be putting money on. That's for sure. Nice. Yeah, this is going to be an it's going to be an interesting pick for the Eagles because if they if the board falls where they have a choice between Sertan, uh, Sertan or Horn, and then Waddle or Smith, you know, however the board falls, if uh, e- if one of each is available, uh, it'll be interesting to see where the what the Eagles do because I believe actually that cornerback is a bigger need for the Eagles than wide receiver. I agree with that, but uh, but I don't I think mean, they But I don't know way. how you. I I'm. I just don't. I don't know how you pass on the potential for Jalen Waddle. But maybe that's just the, you know, and also the Eagles are stuck in this like kind of strange, uh, strange position where they say like we're going to try to make it work with with Jalen Hurts, but they're also forced to grow the team for the next few years. So how do you, how, how is it that you do that? What, it, what is it that you do? Do you bank on a guy that can help your quarterback and see if that makes him, you know, a potential starter down the line, or do you say, we're just going to grow our team. You gotta, you gotta go, you know, hurts. You gotta make it work with who we got. Look, my dream scenario here for, as an Eagles fan is actually for them to trade back on here. And I know that sounds awful. I know people are actually hoping they trade up to try and get strong for Chase or Pitts or somebody like that. My dream here is for them to trade back, get some uh, – similar to what we talked – we're not as bad as the Lions, but we're not too far away uh, depending on if a few injuries happen here or there or what have you. But as far as talent's concerned, I like the idea of garnering some some more uh, you know draft equity in the future. And – if we could trade, say, from 12 down to maybe the late teens or, or early 20s, grab yourself Caleb Farley uh, as a cornerback out of Vatek, who I fucking love, by the way. I know he has a disc injury in his, in his spine, the whole nine, but he's, I, I really, really believe in Caleb Farley being, being strong here. He's actually my second favorite corner in the draft besides Sertan. But nevertheless, um, if they could go ahead and dr- trade down, get Farley, and then maybe someone like a Terrace Marshall, once again, another a wide out out of LSU in the second round, that would be my dream. You know, I would, cause Terrace Marshall is going to be a beast. I think he's a red zone threat, not much yak, but we don't really need that right now. If you got Jaeger, but that would be as an Eagles fan, just putting it out there. I know we have Eagles fans as listeners. I don't, don't shit your, your pants when, when they trade back. Yeah. The, uh, Caleb, Caleb Farley one is interesting because, um, uh, his his uh, it came out today that his medical that he had some something with the you know, with it with his back it came out the specifics. Tom Tom Pelissero and some of the other NFL guys released like exactly what the problem was, and so his draft stock went from I think his over under was at like twenty one or twenty two somewhere around there, and it dropped all right? the way to twenty eight. And yeah. for me, for me, this is like you know one of the Jones dream, dream scenarios with the Eagles where you say take your second round pick. And take your, you can take your second third. They have two third round picks, right, right. and I, I mean, yep. when I've been looking at the trade value chart, I cannot tell you how valuable that second third round pick has become in inching up or down on the board. I mean, inching up on the board. If you want to trade back into the first with the second third round pick, which I think is like eighty four. Let me double check that. Uh, the second third round pick is eighty four. So if you trade their second and eighty four. 
you can get back into the first round theoretically with a trade value chart into you know the Baltimore New Orleans area twenty seven twenty eight. Um, and if you do that, and he's there, Eat I your mean, heart that out, is like Howie Roseman Russell, because you just made me giddy about something. Instead of doing what I say, drop back and try and gain more equity and just see what you can do in the second round, maybe grab a, a Terrace Marshall or something like that. You know what sounds better than Farley and Terrace Marshall is Jalen Waddle and Caleb Far- Farley. Right, right. And keeping your early third, too, which is... Right. Good stuff, man. I love it. All right, well, I'll tell you what, boys. Let's rock these last four pretty quickly here. We're almost knocking two hours here. So we got Chargers on the clock at pick 13. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm I'm taking them with uh, I know they got Joey Bosa. They're going to go ahead and get some uh, edge help uh, more on the other side with Jalen Phillips, edge from Miami. Luke, who you got? Yeah, uh, they break my heart a little bit here. Uh, on my board, Christian Derrissaw has fallen to this pick, and okay. so they're they're nabbing the the O line out of Virginia Tech. Makes sense for Herbert Russell, and for me, for how my board fell, they get Patrick Sertan in the second. So. Wow, that's um, a great pick by them if that's the case. So that's that's how it falls. Jalen Phillips honestly is an interesting case of, you know, where does where does he end up because he's got really bad concussion issues. He actually yeah. medically retired from UCLA um and then transferred to Miami. He actually I, I heard I heard something that his first registered concussion was when he was ten. If you start oh, having Jesus. concussion problems at 10, can I change my that's pick? A big <laughs> red flag for me. He's one of those guys where he's uber talented. He could be like yeah, he's best so talented. And, and you know, he could be potentially a top five guy or top, yep. you know, top five, six 10. guy. Yep. But that the concussion issue, I mean, you know, all these guys are one hit away from, you know, not playing. Sure, sure. But he's really like one hit away from not playing. Yeah, just ask, uh, oh, fuck. Damn it! Just the, the, the tight Reed. end from uh, yeah, Jordan, Jordan Reed. Reed. Just yep. ask Jordan Reed. Yeah, right. All right, so let's head on to the Vikings here. It's at, at, at fourteen now. A lot of these folks uh, at the end here, uh, you can kind of do your own research if you're liking what we're saying about these certain picks. Go ahead and see where they fall. If you think that this might be a case for them, go ahead. You know, obviously the the bread and the butter here is in the top ten, and we covered that at length. So these were kind of kind of jump through here, uh, just like you said there, Luke about. You know, they're breaking your heart with Darisol. Maybe you, 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 you settle for a consolation prize. I have uh, Elijah Vera Tucker from uh, USC going to your Vikings right now. How about you? You're on point. Uh, that's who I have as well. Russell. Yeah, Elijah Vera Tucker is a popular one there. I should just how the board fell and how things went and just, you know, guessing. Uh, I have Jalen Phillips, the concussion guy, okay. <laughs> going to the Vikings. <laughs> Old concussion cheesemo went to 14 there. What a total. I believe his name is Mariano. Okay, no, sorry, that's for Woody. Woody, I haven't said anything in a little bit. I want to drop one of your favorite old, old so, sound bits. It's so how amazing. Does, how does the commissioner come out with the second pick and just butcher his name so terribly? Like, I, I never heard him before. You know, I guess, like, part of it is when you make $75 million a year Jesus Christ. as your salary, you just don't care about things like that. And then, I guess... If you want to credit where it's due, like maybe he just knew that Mariota wasn't going to work out in the NFL, and <laughs> Mariota, he just had a gut feeling. He was like, "He's I'm, just, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna fuck this." Dude's I'm gonna name say wrong. his name wrong because, like, I just don't believe. 
This guy's going to suck. That's unbelievable, too. Remember the, oh, oh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, somebody I'm going to have here on uh, number 15, New England Patriots. There's a guy that, like, look, this is called Jump the Sharp. We like to jump the sharp a lot. I'm going to give a anti-jump the sharp, I apologize, pick here. My favorite value for a first-round pick is Rashad Bateman at minus 230 that he'll be taken in the first round. And I have him going 15 to the New England Patriots. I don't have them making a lot of noise. If you noticed, I still haven't said Mac Jones. I just don't believe in the dude. I don't have him going in these 16. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have Mac Jones going in these. Maybe the, maybe somebody can make a, a move for him. I think this dude is going to drop. But I see Rashad Bateman, uh, wide out out of Minnesota, super talented. Also a cold weather uh, uh, wide out playing in Minnesota who's got hands like a motherfucker and could go right to New England who needs wideout help. Look, I know, you know, what Newton, what Woody was saying before with Newton. I mean, he's, he's not, he's not going to set the world on fire probably, but he is going to be their, their, their starting quarterback this year. Who's to say they don't look another year ahead. Um, that's who I got going right now. Russell, who do you got the Patriots taking at 15? How the board fell. I have Mac Jones going to the Patriots. At right, so you, you, you eventually got him some action. They there. just sit there and they get a guy who's, Better than Cam Newton. <laughs> wow, I, I don't. I can't even say that with a straight face. I mean, Cam Newton, Cam Newton. I think you know his running prowess makes him you know uh, interesting, but he looks like he shot puts the ball every time he throws it. So, right, I've gotten tired of watching his his throwing motion and and saying to you and other people, it looks like his arm is messed up. Totally. And who do you got there, Luke? If you remember, these are they. This is a trade back, so Atlanta is sitting correct. at the spot, and uh, the best player on the board and position of need is Patrick Sertan on my board. So they, they go Sertan. because so you, if they're trading back thirteenth, or I'm sorry, what would that be? Eleven spots. They're getting a first at least next year, maybe a second this year. And Sertan, like wow, that yeah, they amazing. they need a lot of help on defense too. Anyway, Atlanta, they sure do. Back. Yep. yep. That would be like, oh man, I'd be I'd be incredibly over the moon if I was a Falcons fan and that happened. All right, last one we're gonna do. Pick sixteen, the Arizona Cardinals. I have them taking who I think is the best linebacker in the draft, Jeremiah Wosu Koromoa out of Notre Dame, who I think is bought way better than Micah Parsons. I'm sorry, I know the way way we're going about this, but Cardinals can always use some of the linebacker help. Uh, that's who I have going there. Luke, who do you got going to Cardinals? I love your pick, and I actually like it more than mine. I just went with the best player on the board again and went with Devontae Smith out of Alabama. Well, I, I, a lot of people think that that could – if he falls, I don't think he gets past 16 here, but I'd be shocked if he gets this far. Russell? I'm with Luke. I have him taking Devontae wow, Smith in this case. amazing. Let me see with that. Let me, let's go some odds on that. Holy hell. Uh, where are we at here? Devontae Smith on FanDuel, which – I have a feeling like people are going to get giddy about this cat. Pick them early. Over 11 and a half at minus 156. Under 11 and a half at plus 128. Let's get some values here now that we just rocked that up here. Any any values you guys might have still looming, please let me know. I said my Rashad Bateman as a first rounder as a whole at minus 230. I have Devontae Smith as a top 10 pick at plus 110. Actually, scratch that. Devontae Smith as the first wide receiver drafted is plus 1,000. And I kind of dig it because there's some hype along with this cat, with the Heisman Trophy winner. I really think that there could be someone that jumps uh, 
jumps the shark, jumps the chase, and goes ahead and selects Devontae Smith. Look, it's got legs. Plus 1,000. Could be. Um, any, any, any values you guys see out there that we haven't maybe hit on yet? I would go with a position that I love. I think there's a lot of the average uh, person thinks that Najee Harris is the lock to be the first running back drafted. And I think Travis Etienne is actually a pretty uh, good Boom. bet to jump him. Or Boom. if you really want to get fancy, Javante Williams is plus 650 on FanDuel. I like that too. So, yeah. But my one of the values I got is Etienne, first running back at plus 150. There you go. And and I think you can get him at plus 185 on FanDuel right now. So that's that. There you go. You'll yeah, like it even more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, man. Great call there. Um, Russell, any values still stick out to you? I'm going to continue shitting. You got a shitty eating grin on your face. Yeah, I'm going to continue shitting on Mac Jones. Over three and a half positional pick, plus 230. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. To me, there's no reason for San Francisco to not say, this is our guy. Because Jacksonville and New York has. There's no reason to be like, and yet they're still being like, we're mulling over it. Which means like, which means like they probably came into it saying Mac Jones is like the best fit for for what we want to do. We think, and then they see the physical traits of Trey Lance and Justin Fields, and now they're going, well, but I mean his, his the Mac Jones's favor the numbers for the, the minus three hundred or whatever is so strong that it's hard to believe. But you know I may sprinkle a little bit on that. Oh, he's going to do the sprinkle. But I, you know, I if you hear it, make you my way all the way to Jersey to better the NFL draft. So, yeah, you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. Oh man. Well, I'll tell you what. This has been this has been badass. Um, Dave Woody had to step aside for a minute. <laughs> if you hear any feedback, uh, that might be that might be the result of, of our man Dave Woody. He has a long. He, he's, he's got a, a very tiresome job, but we love the man. Um, I'll do a, a one more bold prediction heading out of here. Michael Parsons does not crack the top 20, okay? I'm, I'm, uh, that could be something else. I, I just don't like the guy. If I don't like him this much, how do other GMs not? Uh, or or how do other GMs love him? Um, you know what? One thing I wanted to do real quick, I forgot. Did you guys – I said a guy who you think might drop that shouldn't. Did you – Did you got, the Aaron Rodgers award – I'm going to put the JOK linebacker at Notre Dame, Jer- Jeremiah Wosu Koromora, who I think could drop and should not. Do you guys have one? Given the value of the position, I think our edge defender, we none of us really mentioned uh, Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Yeah. Right? Which think, is sh- yeah. And, yep. and so that, uh, right, if the board plays out plausibly like all of us had, we didn't mention him. And he, in a lot of mocks, he's a, he's a, he's a top 10, top 12 player. So I think he might fall down i don't think he makes i mean certainly doesn't make it out of the first round but he falls down lower than i think he should he's the favorite he's the favorite right now on uh, for on fanduel and DraftKings for first defensive lineman picked uh on fanduel it's 105 on DraftKings it is i think it's 150 wow, minus 110 yeah, sorry minus 110 uh and there's a lot of smoke about the eagles taking him also at 12 or moving, no, no, you know, no, maybe no. if they moved Jeez. down, they would take him. But sure. But how about uh, the Geno Smith Award? Somebody that uh, that falls and should have fallen for a reason. Uh, for me, that. for me, I oh, mentioned got Russell. Covers. Sorry, for me, I mentioned them. I think Mac Jones should fall and yep. should. Uh, and the other guy is Jalen <laughs> Phillips, the guy that we talked about with concussions, super talented edge rusher, 
but just like too much on the medical, too much yep. red flags right. and too much potential to, you know, crap out and not be what he, you know, you thought you think he's going to be. Right. Not hit his potential. I hear you. Yeah. Jalen Phillips is my guy too. Um, though, if you, if you want just for a little diversity, I think a lot of people have been talking up Kadarius Tony and I don't see it. I, I think there's, there's, there's a half dozen wide receivers after him, including Terrace Marshall and Elijah Moore. Yes. And yes. Rondale Moore. Like there's a lot of guys that I would prefer to Kadarius Tony. Yeah, whole book of notes. And one of them on there is, is Tony. And, and I'm the same with you. I mean, he's got the ability to separate and he's a playmaker, but only in a slot. You know, he can run out routes and get, but he struggles with contested catches. Like anybody near him, he's not making the catch. So he's one of those Kadarius Tony highlights in YouTube. Wow. Look at this guy. No. Kadarius Tony game film. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So I'm, I'm down with that. To me, it's, it's you guys mentioned Jalen Phillips was both your, your first pick there. I got same team, same position. Gregory Rousseau on the other side. I think the dude, he's a, he's a transplanted wideout who they put on edge, had 15 like sacks, like insane. But once again, just didn't do anything for me when I watched film. And I thought they were most likely just, hey, you know, you're not getting touched. Go ahead and sack the quarterback. This this dude from friggin', you know, Abilene Christian. Oh, okay, wow, awesome. He had five sacks that game. Like, no, doesn't do it for me. Gregory Rousseau is my my guy who I think should drop for a reason. Um, all right, well, I got news for you. Over two hours for the first time on a Jump the Sharp episode. We knew it was going to be a marathon, ladies and gentlemen. And I could go, and I'm sure you gentlemen could for another couple, but. Uh, I cannot thank you guys enough for spending some of your hard-earned time uh, at Jump the Sharp here talking some NFL draft on our first ever annual NFL draft prop special. Muscles Marinara, Russ, at fl- Fifth Floor Felons. Appreciate you, brother. Once again, Luke, please give a shout-out about what you do and your awesome podcast and where they can find you, please. Come looking at Reality Sports Online, the All About Reality podcast, and you can find me at Twitter if you want to talk NFL draft or fantasy at fantasy.oc, D-O-C-O-C, fantasy.oc. Thanks for having me on, Brian. Dude, anytime I can speak for the Woodman, David Woody. It's always been a pleasure um, talking just sports in general on this this show, but when when it has two guys like you didn't come on and really know their shit talking about the NFL draft. That's when we, that's when we really feel, uh, uh, you know, just super, super, super excited and appreciate your guys' time at jump the sharp on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Hollywood saying peace. Ah.